Welcome to my good bad brain. I'm a normal person, so I'm insane. I've got depression and ADHD, but I'm doing better since I medicated me. I'm still not always sure whether I exist or what being a person even really is, but I figured out a long time ago that being alive is beautiful. Try to guess how many times I've tried to record this opening uh, with the intention of being a little tighter and more business-like, and I've redone it. Four or five already, at least. That's that's a good answer. So let's do the businessy stuff first. Here's things I want to do in this intro better. I want to introduce my person who's going to be on the podcast at the end while we segue into it. I want to give some more practical things that I've used in my life for mental health stuff because, oh gosh, we get so often existential in here that... Mm, I don't really know that always it being a podcast about mental health uh, is as warrant as it should be. I feel like I should be doing more practical things or something like that. So I'll use this intro for that. And uh, and also I thought it would be fun. Um, I really there's people leaving these comments uh, that mean a lot. And so this is the businessy part was encouraging people, the calls to action thing, right? <laughs> like best practices, trying to keep a little enterprise going. So one, please, if you like this and feel like, uh, throwing some dough its way, check out patreon.com slash mygoodbadbrain. There's going to be some uh, more and more extra content on there, little poem videos at certain things. And then uh, I'm going to record a little brain breather right after this, which is just uh, if you need more of me rambling than the three hours you're going to be getting with this uh, <laughs> episode with Lee Newton uh, all alone. Hey, you get you get more of those. This is going to start happening right after this. But also, I thought it'd be nice to just... Uh, it makes me uncomfortable when people say nice things about me or say something means a lot to them with something I made. And I don't know that fully why. Like it, I have like a robot response to it, but I want to share some things people have been saying uh, because these reviews are so freaking nice. And um, I don't just want to call out and honor that. Thank you. Thank you. I guess this person uh, wrote a review that uh, says, I started crying during the intro episode because I realized this is exactly the content that I need right now. Regardless of the status of any of the guests, I need so badly for people to talk about their mental health struggles. Thank you so much, Jarrett, for having these conversations. Thank you so much for sitting down and just talking openly about your good, bad brain. That's from Darlin' Caitlin S. And I just want to say thank you so freaking much for doing that. Uh, That kind of thing... Holy smokes, I feel like imposter syndrome's been a big vibe for me lately, maybe, and being a little too crazy and definitely getting down, just getting down, getting in a cycle of like not really doing my best uh, self-care practices and definitely always an anxiety. Every week I put one of these up and I guess we're getting into the fifth week now, which is amazing. That means we've been going for like a month. Crazy. Um, I definitely feel like... uh, mental health podcast. I should be trying to do more practical things or researching more things or whatever. And I think that will sort of inflect as we move forward because you're still listening to conversations that are recorded before putting this up and getting feedback because uh, I did a big chunk of them to make sure that I would keep this thing going. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I really appreciate that message because it just reinforces why I'm doing this, I suppose. Like, 
I did as much for me as for anybody else that just talking to people, just listen to other people talk about their brains, sometimes listening to myself talk back. It's as horrible as that feels sometimes. Sometimes it's nice to remind yourself from the outside, like, hey, this is just how you work and it's not bad. It's not a like thing that's broken in the universe. It's uh it's just you, you know? Being crazy as you feel and doing your best earnestly all the time. I mean, that's just who you are and there's nothing wrong with that. <sighs> that's a really nice thing to be reminded of because uh the world's crazy and we feel crazy in it. Uh, which brings me to a little practical thing I wanted to share. Something something I still use a lot and it's super hyper simple that I learned in therapy a little while back. Uh, it's called EMDR is how I was introduced to it. And I decided to actually Google it a little bit. Uh, it means eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, um, which is a funny name for it, I feel, because the way I learned uh, this little tiny exercise of tapping that I was introduced to it had nothing to do with eye movement as far as I could tell. But I guess what it has to do with is bilateral stimulation. You know, you have a left brain and your right brain. And, uh, and basically by stimulating the left and then right rhythmically, um, it does something, I guess, I think they use it to, I, I learned or from reading and also from my therapist told me, for people who have had traumas in their life or things like that and have sort of trauma responses sometimes, I guess there's something when you're having anxiety or having a fear response that seems overwhelming. Um, and I've used it just in any time I feel like I'm getting overwhelmed or losing the thread a little bit or just getting too manic or whatever. Basically, uh, I guess, and this might be bro science but this is how I understand it, the bilateral stimulation to your body helps disrupt that cycle, that feedback cycle, because that's the feeling I think I get when it gets really anxious or away from me. A bad feeling is it just kind of ping pongs back and forth in this feedback loop and you just kind of keep getting worse and worse and it gets more tense and you just can't keep spiraling upwards or downwards, whichever way it be. And by doing this bilateral stimulation, you uh, disrupt that process. And Whatever it is, it just, I find it very soothing. I've used little mechanical devices. You can get these little buzzers too that you can just put in your pockets or clip to your uh, um, sleeve or something like that or just hold in your hands and they go buzz left and right, buzz, 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 buzz. And I can't, I don't know why it works, but it just calms me down. It just, it's very soothing. Sometimes I've just put those in my pockets through a day while I'm feeling, uh, especially weird or difficult uh, with myself. Um, the one anybody can do and that I do the most is this tapping uh, uh, where basically a uh, picture like a vampire, <laughs> like a funny vampire <laughs> in its uh, coffin and the way it crosses or a mummy, you know, crosses their arms across your chest. Um, not quite as far like you're trying to give yourself a hug, like you're just uh, like your fingertips can tap your shoulders and then you just tap left and right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, just steady. Um, and you can go kind of fast, you can go slower, whatever it is. I usually start breathing in sync, uh, with it a little bit, slowing down my breathing and becoming more conscious and just that left, right, left, right, left, right, breathing in, out, left, right, left, right. Something about it, uh, calms me down. 
and can bring me back to myself and out of the little feedback loops of whatever kooky craziness my brain seems to be doing to me at a given time. So there's one. There's one for today. Uh, EMDR, tapping. I don't know. Google it. EMDR if you want to learn more. But that's the that's the simplest one that I got from a therapist that I still use all the time. And I loved it when she taught it to me because so much of talk therapy and what we do here and whatever is very helpful, I think. I think it's helpful just to talk and think about things and think about the source of things and whatever. Or just talk about philosophy and culture, whatever. Just have an outlet with where you're safe to express or you got to express. But I loved when I had therapists who gave me practical tools. So I'm going to strive to uh, find little things like that that I've used personally or that friends do uh, moving forward. So I hope that helps. Um, so yeah, we do. We got it. We got Patreon. We got reviews from iTunes. And we talked about a little practical thing. And now I'm just going to talk a little bit about Lee Newton, who's my guest today, who I adore so deeply. Um, we're, I'm not going to go too into it because over the course of this conversation, uh, we are very open about uh, our, our feelings about each other. I, I love Lee. I think she is just one of the most magnificent people I've ever met. And anybody else I meet when we talk about her behind her back, it's always like the same glowing, warm thing that she is. There's something about her that is different from most people. Um, I guess that's been a theme for me about this idea of allowance, but there's a quality of allowance when you're with Lee. There's a, there's a quality of like nurturing, like things are going to be okay. Uh, or you're okay already, you know, when you're with her. Not like a way she goes out of her way to do anything. She's just, I don't know. She cares about people instinctively and not in an unboundaried way. And that's weird because she's so physical. Like she, she's, she crosses physical boundaries. I, I know people who like don't like the touchiness of some some people. I don't know. And I, I always feel like I'm never sure what touchiness means. It makes me... Uh, I'm, I'm sort of weirdly... I'm always fine with it. But I also often have meant that it, it seemed to mean that I had some sexual attachment value that I needed or flirty thing or whatever. And Lee is the first person when she touches... I think I say this in the thing, so I'll be repeating it, but she pets people like like most people pet dogs. And it's so soothing and wonderful and kind in a way that I uh, I'm, I, I can't really do justice to. Um, and then the other most important, probably staggering quality about Lee is just how funny she is. Uh, I, you know, I think she's one of the funniest people I've ever met. She's made me laugh harder than or as hard as anybody I've met in my life. She's, uh, I talk about that some more too. Her like, to me, seemingly almost predatory instinct about uh, getting someone to laugh. Like once she gets someone going, just a refusal to let it stop. It's uh, truly beautiful and funny and hilarious. And um, man, I get so psyched when I hang out with her that this podcast, one of my anxieties about it, beside it being so long, is that uh, I definitely listening back I'm going to try to be more polite in every aspect of my life I listen a little better and not even it's not even listen a little better it's like control my excitement with my own stupid thoughts uh because it gets a little heavy in here but uh in the interest of the nature of this project and the the you know those kind of responses from people like that comment today that that uh the review uh, I think there's something of value to just be honest and open with what a psycho I can be. So um, this this pod is, you know, 
like any of them. It's a big talk with somebody I respect and care about a lot. Lee has uh, uh, an interesting medical condition. She's had her whole life that she describes in here. It's basically having like, she says it like she has a, a reversed heart. And so she's dealt with mortality every day of her life in a way that most people I think don't. And I think that is part of what makes her such a generous and spiritual and warm and hilarious being. So she's a very beautiful person and I'm very excited to stop talking now and we'll continue way too much uh, on this episode of My Good Bad Brain with the uh, inimitable, the astonishing Lee Newton. Here we go. The deepest, darkest bread hole. A bread hole. A bread hole, if you will. It's delicious, though. Bread is a... I I actually have an opinion about bread, or a thought about bread. Of course you do. That I'm going to present. Wait, what was my thought about bread? Okay. Bread is interesting to me that it's it's becoming so demonized, you know? Yes, truthfully. Culture. But it is... Here's the thing, and I think that's why it's been so beautiful to do, is because it's kind of like... We're taking bread back, you know, in a weird way by doing this because uh-huh. the bread thing is literally like the way he does it is it, it goes back to like the beginning of it, like goes back to like, right. you know, where it's like this yeah. is whole wheat, the yeast and the microorganisms from your hands when yeah. you're kneading it is what creates all that beautiful yeast and the leaven in it. And and there's two, ing- three, I guess, technically ingredients in the bread. It's like flour, right. water, salt. Yes. That's it. But the patience of it all, of like your starter right. that takes 22 days and like some starters from the 1700s and like things like well, that. It's also like if you, uh, if you drink water by itself, you'll die. Yes. Yeah. If you eat flour by itself, you'll die. You'll die. But if you mix them into this thing. Yes, you can sustain. And let it sit, you yeah. can like live off of it. Well, and it's a really beautiful thing in the sense of like how much time and effort there really does go into it and how beautiful like you're you're taking in all this stuff anyways you're taking in everything and so the yeast is so natural my sister-in-law is like really gluten intolerant she's the person that will use like barley in a shampoo and have full hives in her body and she ate it and she was like we're getting barley shampoo there's tons. Barley's in a lot of stupid shampoo. Barley is? Yes, because it's like a binder. It's so stupid. That is weird. I, I remember being very disappointed when I found out barley had gluten in it. Yeah. I just like really beer, love barley. Just like, well, also just like it's I, good. I, I, beef it's, and barley no, soup. No, yeah, it's really delicious. Soup. Yeah. Apparently, that was like the main uh, diet of gladiators. Oh, that totally Because they were tracks. like slaves and they yeah. would be fed on this like gruel that was like mostly barley, yes. which also is fun because our envisioning of like what a gladiator is, like yeah, a Spartan you think it's gonna 300 just, like, a just shredded, and like, like soup. Yeah, but also like what Big the the body soup. that it creates mm-hmm, among, mm-hmm. like you picture these like jack shred, and yes. probably some of them were, but really they were mostly just like kind of like dumpy probably. Also because Ooh, I love that. that is the most functional, like if you look at like strongman competitions, yeah. Those guys are not often no, shredded up. Like, they're big. Yeah. At a certain point, you just need mass. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is a funny you thing. You have to pull a truck. Yeah. It's not just going to be a Dave Batista kind of guy. Well, it's, it's like, it's, you uh, know. there's also like, literally at that point, it becomes physics. And in the sense of like, 
um, your levers and what sizes your levers yeah. are. And that like truly like some people will, will uh, criticize like creatine monohydrate or something. They'd say like people who gain weight, like gain muscle with creatine. That, yeah. They'll say, oh, it's water weight. It's just water weight. But it's like, dude, 70% of your body's water. So if you add water weight, if you have water to your muscles, <laughs> still it's mass. your muscles. Yeah. And like that literally at that point when you're lifting those amounts of weight, you need, you just can't do it without your levers a certain like ratio yeah, and yeah. size so just sheer actual mass will make you we'll stronger help you do that yeah yeah no, that makes and sense. not just that too but like taking shots and things like that frankly <laughs> it's easier to get hit in the tummy when you have a few Maybe layers a little bit of, yeah a little bit of padding yeah. i understand I mean, that linemen are like the scariest athletic but, and they can't the move for shit well that's that's not even true anymore you watch like linemen doing the the 40 yard dash well, I guess or whatever they do do they it well now move. yeah it's that's scary true. as hell it's but like back bears. in the day i don't think they moved like no, I think back in the leatherhead day it was just like just stand there sir. i wonder because i think everyone was smaller than two i think people were like that's true a lot runny I don't know. Runnier? Runnier, you know? You know, runnier. <laughs> like, like soccer players, they're runnier mm. than football He's players. He's just so runnier, if you will. <laughs> just dripping oh, all over I the place. I love him. He's got a runnier body. Uh, as you can tell, this is sort of a freewheeling yeah. format. You, the, now, it's, now it's the time when you like chime in with music and you go, welcome to... Oh, I have a theme song. Yeah? I don't have it to Do play you for you yet. you want to sing it right now? I can sing it right now, but it's yeah. like, it's a, it's like a formulated thing. It's like it's got so a like. So then I, I should I mean, just pause nice. and be like, "Welcome to." I think it. Th- you I think also didn't ever tell me what the title of this was going to be. You just said it's I'm called doing my. This. It's called my good bad brain. There we go. Here's the thing: everybody listening right now will have heard this already, probably because Possibly. I think I'll probably do like a little intro. I'll put the song and then got this it. is my plan. I'm gonna play oh, I song. love this! I love that I'm hearing this. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I'm gonna play a song that yes. I've written. Which goes like this. It goes, welcome to my good, bad (laughs) brain. I'm a normal person, so I'm insane. I've got depression and ADHD, but I'm doing better since I medicated me. I'm still not always sure whether I exist or what being a person even really is. But I figured out a long time ago. (laughs) This is beautiful. Thank you. It's almost over. That being alive is beautiful. That's good. And then it just ends there. Because I like things to kind of end before you think. I just need to get a hold of Ben Folds to see if he can cover it. Fuck you. I'm going to cover Ben Folds songs now. This is not a, this is a nice thing. No, I know. I was just kidding. I was just, it was the ego speaking. Okay. Sorry. You can do your own theme song. No, not not going to No. You know what? I'm not going to email Ben anymore. What's the, Ben Folds did that like cover of a rap song that got really popular, didn't he? Which one was it? Um... Uh, it was a uh, fuck. Hold on, da, da, I literally da, just da, have it in my these hose. Was that him? Yeah. Um. So we popped a cap. A de, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. That's. It I is mean, funny. It's very I, cute. I can't deny that. I think that's funny. I like to do. Like, like he's also a brilliant man. He really yeah. is genuine. Like his musically, like he is a brilliant yes, man. Yes, of course. Um, I don't know if he's on the musically app, but I know that he is a brilliant Which man. Kind of. Tells you like, is he really that talented? You know what I mean? Does he really deserve? Does he really? He's not even on the musically. He's not even musically. (laughs) Can you be musically talented? To be in, if you're like, ugh, I don't even know, and you're like, oh no, oh pickles. Who's Ben Folds? Is he on musically? That's I don't hard. know I'm if no he's this, if he's not on there. All right, well, see you later. <sighs> There's so many things that just give me thoughts. I was, I was like, I, I like this because I like thinking of topics or jumping off sure, points yes. that I want to with the individual people I do with. All right, maybe mm-hmm. we'll do a semi-intro-y part. Semi-intro-y I don't know, whatever. Part. Yeah. Um, 
They're not gonna cut any of this, probably. Welcome to Sydney Park. My name is Lee Newton, and I love to oh. fart. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a female, and it's an identity factor. But you know, that does it doesn't just because really I'm matter. pretty doesn't mean I'm not smart. <laughs> and I don't fart. like to call myself a lazy actor. Blah 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 blah. You know, things like that. You don't. Like, what does that mean? I don't like to call myself an actor. The, do you, you ever don't? get that? No, I, I you, don't. Said, you just said I don't. I don't like to call myself a lazy actor. Yeah, because I think actor has a natural connotation of laziness. Genuinely, what? Yeah, that's really? a truth. That's a real truth. You don't I feel like they're they're always to me they're doing the work. No, 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 no because I, no, you're I'm an actor. Kidding. That's the only reason. To the outside world, I think it's like a pick me. I'm special. I do think that is. It's so funny. This came up like last night. Ooh. Okay, really briefly. This is my Zeitgeist. good bad brain. And the idea is that this is a podcast where I just want to talk to people uh, not as, uh, with a mental health and existential yes. sort of being a person bent. Um, but more like just the being a person part with the mental health as a, as a part of being a person. And... I don't want to talk to like experts necessarily because I just think everybody's an authority sure. on their own experience. I Ooh, think that's we can good. All I like that. Learn yeah, from each other. I think other that's that very, way. very true. I think that's um, very true. So that's that. And now we're still talking about acting. Okay. <laughs> acting. People ask me actually, there, there's some people who actually ask questions about acting, but I don't, I don't think I'm going to get into questions about like, I'll probably do an app where I just be indulgent. We talk about acting yeah. stuff to people who, sure. for people who want that. But, um, I somebody was saying to me, don't you think there's an aspect of being an actor that truly just boils down to wanting attention? And what you just said, the mm. whole like pick me and that kind of perception of it in, in general. Yeah, I, I'm not going to I'm not like Pollyannish enough that I don't see that constantly and understand that that's a reality, that that's part of it. And that's, you know, that childhood trauma is, is probably more uh, of a reason yeah. for people becoming an actor than anything else. Yes. Like needing that validation for real um, or more than the validation. I think a lot of the pathological actors yes. are doing it because they need the rejection because they need the constant oh, that's a very good, yeah. being told what to do. Even when they get the job, yeah. they're subservient. Like it's this yeah. very like, you know, I need that in my life. Yes. Yeah, you're broken when that. you're young. So you yeah. need to constantly be controlled. You can and, hear my dog sniffing at the bottom of the door and it's making me laugh. So truly living hard. up to the monster's name. It of really is, cause literally, she's literally going, <laughs> She wants like to be she's in like the she just wants to be on it. She's not going to be good on it. I promise you. She has like the I know. Well, worst. I, said, I told you she could stay, and you were like, "No." I'm she's telling not you right now. She is well. She's a little bit aggressive. She is domineering, and she interrupts all the time. And truth be told, you're a little racist. Like so. Wow. Yeah. That's Thank just not you. something I, you I, want I'm on there. I'm saving you the trouble mm-hmm. of having Frankenstein the mm-hmm. dog on here. I came up with a really. I came up with the problem. It's so dumb. This is the most ADD podcast, which is okay because I have ADD. Whatever, yeah, it's no big sure. deal. Um, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, problematic is Finch. That's the. That's like if I was going to start my life I, oh, as like an over yes. as a, an online avatar i think i'd be problematic as finch as an online avatar yeah you know what i mean i think you deserve so much more <laughs> nope that's what i that's what i wish <laughs> okay, to be okay well here we are blogging under the name uh-huh. of who's problem who is he oh my god <laughs> or she we don't know problematic oh, as finch that's pretty good though um and it's just such a like for at least two years we're like what is their gender i gotta know they gotta know people need to know it's a definition this is <laughs> I think I constantly think about that though. People are obsessed with knowing what, what sure. who are you? Who, what kind of genitals do you well, have? It's like a, it, it genuinely who, what kind of genitals is. do you like? Tell us. Tell who are you dating? Are you dating? Or are you not Let dating? Let me know, please. Why do they got to know? It's, uh, there is a really, 
I fell in love with Tom Hardy. This is it is a truly ADD podcast because this is my tangent chill point right now. I fell in love with uh, Tom Hardy because I love watching people in press junkets because I feel like that's really them. It's like when they're on nine hours tired. of talking and they're so tired. Same, and same shit. It's over just and like over. who they are, um, and especially. Because I've been the other person asking those stupid freaking questions that you have to ask. And you're like, I'm right. so sorry. Um, but Tom Hardy, it was really great. There was like some question that someone asked him. And he like literally just goes off. He's like, are you asking about my sexuality? Is that what the question is about? Right. And that person's like, uh, yeah, yes, I, I guess so. I guess it is. What's your preference? And he was like, why does it fucking matter? Yeah. Why does it matter? Get that question out of here. No more questions like that. No more questions like yeah. that, period. And I was like. Yeah, I love you, Tom Hardy. I love it too. Like, I love you, Tom Hardy. Because yeah. he was so upset about it. One, two, he was just like, "Do not bug me with this stuff. Like, yeah. don't, just don't bug me." Why do you think that's important? Yeah, no, just I like, mean, I actually ask me? you, why do you not not even why that's important? To you, why do you like? Because I agree with you, but from your perspective, why do you think that's such a powerful, important thing to say? Get that the fuck out of here. Because one, it, it doesn't. It truly doesn't matter, especially like with the acting job. It truly right. doesn't matter what that person's predilection is. Mm-hmm. Like it really doesn't matter. And I think if, on both sides of the coin, sometimes it really upsets me when they're like, "That straight guy played a gay guy so well." It's right. like, why does it matter? Like, what does it? I agree. Say, like, what is that journey that you have to go through in your mind to justify this? Like, it's yeah. such a weird thing to me. But. Also, I think because I've been on the other end of the gender thing so much, where it's just like, you know, I I mean, truthfully, my real name is Ashley. Mm -hmm. I go by Lee because one, my brother thought I was going to be a boy, was told that he was getting a little brother, was Mm. pissed when I came out as a woman and was like, I'm just going to call her Lee. Oh, my God. You can hear. Yeah, she wants in. She wants in. Sorry. No, you can going. just do this. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody can't, if it, I don't know if these, I don't think these mics picked it up, but we're getting. I think she's also agreeing with me. Oh, so that's good. Um, yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah, gender paradigms yeah, are nobody's business. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but truthfully, that was like, so I went by, like, Lee was a nickname that I've had my whole life. Yeah. And then it was like, uh, it's an androgynous name. And so that, like, hit. Do you want me to go move her? I, don't care. I, I think it'll be distracting for us, but I don't mind it. Got it. As long as we're okay. All right. I'll just yell at Dalman and be like, get the dogs out of there. Yeah. If, you know, it's a treat, you know? It's Everyone loves treat. Dolly You can sounds. hear the squeak sounds in the background. They're like, why <laughs> is that is beating the coolest, your dog? Cutest dog. I mean. She really is If you dope. you can see Frankenstein, where can we where can we find Frankenstein? Uh, on Instagram. On, Lee Instagram. on my Instagram What's because your... I love her. Lee Newton. Great. Yeah. It's just Lee Newton. Just that. That's it. Lee Newton. Does uh, Frankenstein have Instagram? Yeah, she does. Frankenstein Newton. Oh. Yeah, she does. Frankenstein I know that. Yeah, she does. I Great. mean, it's not like, it's not amazing. No, you got to roll that dice. You know what yeah, I mean? It's also the dogs have my last name. Like if I ever have children, yeah. they'll have Delman's last name. That's fine. Right. But yeah, but the dogs are mine. I so. really like that. That is true. That like, if you get a pet. Well, just make them. You don't know what's going to happen. You, you might know. get a whole career out yeah. of it. You oh, know? people like legitimately like have full. I know. Full. And then I'm like, what I've happens? I've met Jif Palm. <laughs> oh, I know. I met Tuna Melts My Heart. Like also <laughs> yeah. legitimately. And this is the serious truth of it. I saw Weasel, my firstborn. Um, I saw him <laughs> in like, because I always went to this NKLA uh, is this amazing place and they they really are doing like rescue right but I would always go to that website 24 7 365 I followed Tuna Melts My Heart I yeah, loved Tuna I remember and then I saw Weasel and he looked yeah, so much like own. Tuna that yeah. I was like 
I got to go meet this dog. His name was Hogan when they put him up, which is Ugh. such a bullshit name. <laughs> it's so gross. I'm like, oh, and he's not that at all. If you know him, he's a weasel. It's funny how much he's better than it gets, weasel. in my opinion, if you change it to Hoagie. Oh, you know? Hoagie would have been great. Hogan, no. Hoagie? Hogan, I'm Hoagie. Here for that. We're a little Hoagie, baby. I am present for any dog named after a sandwich. Yeah. Oh, I could totally get on board. I mean, we had a whole thing about my dog. You were actually instrumental. I or was you were, you were in a, so... A pr- problematic as Finch <laughs> about trying to name I was, our I pup. truthfully was. It, 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 it was like What did I want him to be around. named? Chowder. Chowder. Not wrong. Oh, God, I kind of want to name him Bread Bowl. Bread Bowl isn't bad. <laughs> But, but chowder, um, truthfully, he because he's such a chowder head. He definitely is a chowder head. He's a maniac. He's dude. a maniac. He's like a wolf. I really wanted him to be named Chowder, but then you guys were on this enlightenment We're path of Bodhi. It's chowder fine. for a, a bit anyway, Good. or Bodhi Chowder for a while. Good, but. Good about Bodhi Chowder scene. I'm he's, like, he's that's Bodhi. how it goes, though. Truthfully, is that. The animal is always like, she's Frankenstein, which is Frankie, which is Stein. And then she moves to like, right. she's a Chihuahua pug mix, Chihuahua pug Shih Tzu. So we call her Shit Chug a lot. That's funny. And then we call her Chug. And then like we call that. her Chugginstein. And then we call her Chuggaroo. And then Chummin. Yeah. And it's like, there's no real name. No. No, no real name yeah. happens. No, oh, no names are real anyway. Yeah. No, exactly. You think about it. Sure. So I, mean, I go. I went by it. Lee most of my life because it was androgynous. <laughs> this and is, by the way, I don't feel bad about tangents because that's part of the reason I called it my good bad brain because yeah, it's just a it's peek just inside. In this but is how also, it works. Also, you're in trouble because this is exactly how my brain works as well. Is that I'll just tangent. Well, and into I'm hoping the I, roots of the tree where it's like, well, we don't even know. Well, where the roots we of the tree now. always come back around because you are back at permission and allowance. See? I'm hoping that in a in a lead by example way by demonstrating that our brains are fucking maniacal sure. and there is no keeping the thread Mm-mm. and blah, blah. it all kind of comes back around to be part of the same magic carpet but yeah. like they're all over the place other people go like i don't know it, i feel like it's like the first time i read jack kerouac before i just got fucking annoyed with jack kerouac <laughs> you know because he is tiresome also because you didn't want to be the guy constantly talking about how you're awful. reading jack kerouac just awful yeah no i get it i just by the end of the book by the end of on the road i was like okay i get it but yeah. It is refreshing the first time you read it and go like, other people's brains work like this? Oh my God. It is you know? true. It's very true. I felt actually that way a little bit about Stephen Chomsky. I can never say uh, his name. I've right. never, Perks I've only oh, I've read some Chomsky. Noam Chomsky? No, a different Chomsky. No, Stephen Chomsky. It's like a, St- oh, I, I don't know him. The guy who read, who wrote Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, okay. Because it deals a lot with like weird depression and like that introspection and being so young with that depression. And it's not about like, my life as a teenager sucks. It's literally about like, yeah. these are, my thoughts are heavy. They're heavy at 15. They're heavy at 20. They're yes. heavy at 35. Like it, it literally is. That's why I, I like thoughts are heavy when you're fucking five. You know what I mean? I think well, people your really don't give credit. Well, doesn't even complete itself until you're like 22. Yeah. So those yeah. end of the world things that you're thinking of really are end of the world for yes. you. I'm so glad that that's what you're saying because- I think I do think like youthful experience is disregarded. Oh, totally. And I disregard like, it too because like you went through it and you and you kind of disregard where you were at because you just it should be. It's, I, it's there's like to where such you are, a weird but. memory. You know how like I mean certain memories always stick out far more than other ones. And I I think I suffer. I tell this to Dalman all the time. Like I I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have like Alzheimer's growing up because there's like just years gone. You know, like in the sense I of think about that. It's dark, but it's very true. And I also, because I've had a lot of um, like anesthesia because of surgeries oh, and stuff. Yeah. And so I genuinely think that like it has 
like pictures people judge i take so many pictures and i do because genuinely it connects to my memory I, like it's like the number one thing that oh i'm like God. i remember this because i've seen this picture yeah. people that's truthfully the only thing criticize the fuck out of that taking pictures and blah blah, blah and be like live in the moment live in the moment blah blah which I'm is sorry i, I can't living in the moment it's fine for starters like all experience is valid all experience is yes. experience yeah and it's like i always thought like uh, ironic pleasure like you wear a ninja turtles t-shirt like i'm where it's ironic but you're getting real joy yes. out of the irony so Truthfully. is that ironic it seems like you actually love the thing well and then like i really will remember things because of like full photos i'll be like i remember oh, yeah. that day because i remember that outfit from that photo because of this it's like such a weird yes. thing and it's funny because even though we live in this digital thing where you'd think like your stuff is always accessible or whatever yeah what really ends up happening is you have phones that aren't backed up and then oh yeah and then you have an old phone you still have the phone you don't sell it but you upgrade your phone and no, then, but you look and at then that old phone photos and you're like one oh day, my god yes you go to the old phone photos or you look at an old drive yes. and you're like oh 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 you totally forget all the experience that were there, they come flooding back. Yes. You, you forget how Truthfully. beautiful you were. You can't believe how ugly you thought you were. Like, your moment to <laughs> oh, moment. Yeah. Like, I always think about that. Of Like, if I had that, like, the, I've always had that weird, like, degradation of self, you yes, know? Yes, of course. And you're like, oh, oh, but, like, who was mean to that girl? Okay, so this gets uh, to slightly circle back with the acting thing like I really think yeah. the idea that attention and a need for attention and blah 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 and, and a, an obsession with self is the motivating factor or thinking you're so great is uh, definitely evident but mostly inaccurate among at least good actors I've known and a lot of actors I think that I know who like consider themselves actors or truly like love acting I think you stop considering yourself an actor because of the majority perception of them yes. and, and you don't like other actors truthfully but and arguably, this is an obsession with self because it has to do with uh, a preoccupation with the notion of the self, like the external identity. But for me, I think part of it had to do with hating myself so much or feeling so strange in this universe. I became very obsessed with the experience of human beings, with other human beings and mm -hmm. what they go through. And acting to me uh, is much closer to like voodoo than like oh, a, yeah. a strange spiritual practice that I feel like I've had dark experiences with that in, in I haven't done theater in like uh, four or five years. And I started to wonder why. And um, I kind of got away from acting in general for a couple of years. And I started to realize, I think because it became too spiritually precarious for me. I had like some strange experiences yeah. that were hard and you know, theater all and on all story, but theater in particular has its roots in like pagan rituals and then religious rituals and religious stories. Yeah. And that invocation and that thing that happens, if you're if you're prone to believe in anything slightly woo-woo, or if it's just a metaphor for your identity Loving and the, the identities use of woo-woo, by other, the way. I, I'm Living very into woo-woo. Well, how do you use woo-woo? Uh, it just is really close to woohoo, which is what my mother called a vagina. Oh, that's very funny. I like that. Well, don't, you know, you're woohoo. Yeah. Gotta wash your woohoo. Well, the the source of all life, woohoo and woo-woo are very similar woo -woo, to me. Woohoo, woohoo. Woohoo, woohoo. You get it. So now I'm just going to start a female-driven <laughs> podcast called Woohoo, Woohoo. I love it. Just that witchy uh, no, it, power. No, it, it is really true in that sense, too. I think the thing that drew, drew me towards it the most was that, like, I couldn't settle on who I was as a person. So the idea of becoming multiple people really- I think that's really, so right. Really, I, I can't. I still can't. I'm 33. I'll be 33 in like a week, and I still cannot settle on who I am as a person. Completely. That, which is why I struggle so much with like not to be that person, but I really do struggle so much with like these things that tend to hold me back, i.e., gender or i.e., short or i.e., body type or I like it frustrates me so much when yeah. other people see it as something that's holding me back, and you're like, but if you knew. 
where I was in my head and what I was capable of or like what I want to be. Mm-hmm. None of those things are even gatekeepers. Right. Like none of those things are. Well, that identity you know? thing, I mean, the darker aspect of it is like having years of like self-hatred and stuff like that is like, I, I started to think maybe I just don't like being myself, but it was, it became a thing of both like both. I don't like being myself, but also just, I don't know who I am. And so it was so much nicer to try different things Because you're constantly told to define yourself you though think- too. That really is, a, I think that was a real big part of it is that like growing up, you're constantly told to define yourself in some way. So I was told I was weird f- from eight and on. Eight and on, it was like, you're weird. You're weird. Right. It was such a weird, I was such a weird person. Did you feel weird? Always. Yeah. But do you think that was externally that driven was, or internal? I think it was external. I think, I really? mean, like, uh, I think, oh, I just think it was external forces telling me that I was weird. And so I accepted it, it as on. something. Yeah. on. But, um, but truthfully, like I found my people a lot. Like I find, you know, it's like you find certain things in yourself. Like me and Delman talk about it all the time. Like how we are true i truthfully i think if someone had a camera on us at all times they'd be like who are these weirdos because we're fully weird like we fully do very odd things and but we found each other like we find that you find you're weird you know it's like you find those people in your life like i have a group of maybe 15 people that i love truthfully mm-hmm. oh, and like that's interesting like, yeah true like like love. true love you're on that list Not truthfully like, a, thank like you. i believe that but like i feel but, that for you you know truthfully it's like those people that you're like oh they they get me they get me yes. it's i don't have well, to well i think we're i think we are very similar i was gonna think i was thinking about this thing you uh, with damn there's so much to fucking get into <laughs> here it's crazy but uh well, yeah just keep going um the, <laughs> do you think because we both do i think we both do the thing where we do the character thing like you yes. have a bunch of characters live in your head yeah. and sometimes you just go off on them yeah. um i mean you're so fucking good at it like le- i mean so. legendarily hilarious but part of it too do you think there's like there is a thing about sometimes it's easier to be other people be other things even if, especially if they're cartoons and yes. sometimes i just understand them so intimately so intimate and also because it's not because you like understand them because you have a great understanding of things it's because no that that's a facet of your personality yes like truthfully well, that yeah. is or i think they're just some other thing that i just they come through you for a minute yes yeah I mean, I, I mean, just, I literally there was a character I would do for a while, uh, Ricky, my like Ricky beautiful character, <laughs> who was like I stopped doing it because I think people it boiled down to like the, the impression people got was that it was just kind of like a gay Latino kind of guy, <laughs> but like for me, Ricky was just generic foreign, like it would be French yes. and Brazilian yeah. or whatever, but but just uh, and kind of like and it was all about like. Um, and he definitely was pansexual, but he was just th- this this creature of like the foreign like yes. person who's kind of too touchy and too close talky and too intimate too quick. She just do all of that, yeah. And it just it started. What was weird is he would come up every time I would do him or he would take over. You he would have thoughts that I would never have that I would like yeah. love. I still hang on yeah. to like that started because we were at Thanksgiving with my family and I was like. And I was just, we were just like making all of these kind of like foods and stuff and having a great time together. And, uh, and, um, <laughs> and someone goes, it's snowing, it's snowing out. And I go, it's snowing, it's, it's snowing. He's always gnawing. And I go and I turn to this thing. I was like, oh my God, it's gnawing. And I go, and the snow is very much like the now. Very it's now. very cold. It's very in your face. You can sometimes scoop up a <laughs> now and you can make like houses with now and you can really make a person out of now. But sometimes the now just will bury you and you can't uh, get out of it. You have to dig out of the now. Ricky's so deep. It's so deep. But you turn all these other dumb things that were like, uh, one day I was like be- doing Ricky and he was like saving me from myself. And I was thinking about like, um, there's some YouTube videos of these, but I was like, one was like, 
uh, oh, we call everybody, and why does everyone call everybody a dick or an asshole to mean like a bad <laughs> thing? I was like, but why don't we say it for good things? Like, you you are such eyes. You give me vision, you know? <laughs> or like, oh, you are such a, this guy is such a back. He really supports me, yeah. <laughs> you know? And uh, and then just stuff like that. We're, they're dumb thoughts, but they're like truly an angle well, I it's don't all look at things from. Too, of genuinely, yeah, it's all like, it's a giant perspective changer. Yeah, I it's think that's giant... like the language I'm so obsessed with too. Like as soon yes. as you put language through a different pronunciation yes. realm, you start finding these other words in the words and you're like, oh, everything really is the matrix. <laughs> it really is. No, but I mean, that's, in in all the teachings that I've had in improv um, and improvisation and stuff, that that's the constant talk is like um, point of view. Like it literally is like, what is your point of view? Like what? That's the thing that's driven in so viciously with character work, so viciously with this. It's like, why is that person that way? It's like the who, what, where, why. But also mainly it's just like, what's the, why are you different well, than this? Why are you different than that? And like, I think that's what I fell in love with is because... I don't know. I grew up in a really weird place. Like I grew up with like Christian conservative parents, mm-hmm. and so you had you were forced to point of view for a very long time. Yes, you know, like we had promise rings that didn't hold up, but like you know, it's like we had all those things that were like very much implemented that's on just us, fucking not in a negative too, way, but especially promise ring shit and like Christian stuff because like you are literally creating a situation that will result in failure. Yes. And so it beca- it seems about, it seems there's something about that, this ritual of failing, of, yeah. of, of guaranteed failure well, that is and, part of the Christian and narrative. And also just like the constant, you know, there, there's just so much of the conversation that wasn't talked about. Like there's so much of the pie that you're like, that you, that you kind of just feel like you're like, why oh, wasn't that talked about with me? That mm-hmm. like, it was okay, like, these are very normal feelings that you're having. And like, I mean, literally, yeah. I remember like there was a Christian band called DC Talk, which holler, shout out to DC Talk. DC Talk. But it was like these three guys that sang Christian music, but also they happen to be very attractive. So me as like a 11 <laughs> year old kid is having a real tough time when they're singing about Jesus. And I'm like having all of the in mm-hmm. like like all of the thoughts i've had yeah all of them and so you're just like well this is like but it's also like bred that way where yeah. they're like these you know that these three guys are gorgeous you know that these three guys are like hearkening to every like that's you know part of the thing my brother thing. Uh, my little brother trip. today he's like uh i think he's in the east coast he's visiting our, our sister and he was like in a museum looking at art stuff and he sent these pictures um he was in this exhibit where there was like all these hand drawings of hell like these yeah, pe- pencil yeah, drawings sure, yeah great drawings of like this demon just eating people like they're Beautiful. noodles it's so yeah. good but he sent one picture of this close-up of these hu- of these male figures with literal fire on their groins <laughs> like their fires their crotches are on fire and he's like how much do you have to hate yourself to be painting pictures of your genitals on fire though, for all of eternity it's so crazy <laughs> and it's such like a fascinating thing and so like we i did a Tangential. Um, I'm just not even going to preface it anymore. I'm just going to say. Yeah, it. I'm just no. going to keep saying. We'll just like, keep I was doing a tangent. A tangent. Tangent. Um, I did an HR thing when I was teaching, and mm-hmm. like I was a part of this HR thing that they had that there was like, you know, really trying to have the conversation of like labeling gender and labeling this and like what's not okay for like race and all these things, mm-hmm. just because it's a very constant topic that is ever totally. changing and f- very fluid right yeah. now. But the thing that they had this really beautiful thing that displayed. There was about 15 of us in a circle and they had like religion as a poster on the wall. They had sex as a poster on the wall. They had like politics as a poster on the wall. And like they took all 15 of us and they were like, okay, 
stand underneath the poster that uh, of a subject that was always talked about in your house. And like some people went over and it was like always talked about politics. And then for me, it was like I stood underneath religion and me and this one guy, it was just us that we always stood under it because it was what was in my house was yeah. so we stood under it. And then it was like stand under something that was never talked about in your house. And it was like both of us walked right over to the sex of thing. Course. And it was like such a fun. We both were laughing so hard about that of like this was what was always talked about. This is what was never talked about right. in our house. And so it was like, you know, that weird thing, that awakening in you at like 20 that you're like, oh, everyone actually talks about this a yeah. lot. Well, it, what's like, funny they're very too, aware of it. It's just interesting to see like these strange fictions that are uh, religious texts yeah. that are. I mean, I'm a big believer in like fiction is truer than truth anyway. Like, I don't think you become a storyteller. <laughs> if you, you know, yes, fiction truthful, is yeah. you use it to tell more truth than reality. And that like religions that have stuck around for all this time and these bizarre texts, like it's weird to me to think that everyone just yes. goes like, well, the Bible. But like when you read the Bible, it's so trippy and strange well, and bizarre. And but, but that it's like this shared yeah. id. I was going to yeah. say just uh, that like you can understand the obsession with the thing. Like when Connor uh, sent me the picture of the guys with their gro- groins on fire. Groin, groin on I was fire, like, yeah. well, and not even as like a shamey religious person. I was like, I do relate to this feeling, this <laughs> eternal horniness. Yes. I read this really funny tweet the other day that was like, it was like uh, me dying, like like star asterisk, yeah. I'm fin- dying, and it's like finally I shall, I will die and be free of this eternal thirst. <laughs> and then it was so like, it was though. like a, a, a picture of like a front of like some tabloid that was like horny ghost haunts hotel, <laughs> <laughs> and that like this fucking my groin. It's I'll never escape never the horniness. The horn. You're never gonna. <laughs> Shake off the horniness. It's never well. Also, like but, but legit, you can see how then that becomes like a tenet of a religion yes. that's never talked about. This thing that like you just can't escape. It's every like, oh, just like and it's. I mean, also like it really has proven very negatively in the past of like when you try and hide those or when you try and deny those. Yeah. It's like doesn't doesn't turn out well. Catholic priesthood. No, um, well, people are obsessed like, with control. I feel like, yes. and I think that's where it comes from. Maybe is just a kind of resentment of the control yes. that thing has over you. And, and a little bit of like maybe a fear. I know I feel it. Where of like of like uh, if you really gave in. Well, not even just yeah. If you really <laughs> gave in, and even just the low level like. I think everybody who has gotten to a certain point of adulthood, okay, I won't say everybody, but a very common experience is one of the werewolf feeling of after you finally attain release of whatever (laughs) you needed to do to get there and then being like, where, who, what am I? What What have I been this whole time? What was I just doing? What did I say? It's such a crazy thing. Well, it's also like so (laughs) jacked that like evolutionary, you know, like, we haven't like starts at like 13 yeah like it's such an insane because again it's just you know it's nature and you're trying to procreate and whatever but it is like it starts at this time to circle back when your front lobe isn't fully developed so like you have all of these feelings and they're so real and they're so true i was gonna like yeah. i was gonna say i remember this vivid memory i had broken up with my first boyfriend mm-hmm. my fir- i mean first like real true love of all time i lived for him mm. and I mean, it was also like a really, it was a real disastrous way of breaking up where like he liked an older girl. Killer. He liked an older girl. He mm-hmm. dumped me for an older girl. Yep. And it was just, you brutal. know, really brutal. But I remember like being in a Sharky's or some like, some, like <laughs> Mexican food, yeah. some Baja Fresh maybe, yes. you know, like, and just like Poquito falling. Moss. Poquito Moss. <laughs> just a Poquito Moss being like a 15 year old, just like 
fully just bawling just right like into that giant fully, taco salad and my parents are both there and my mom i think uh, both embarrassed by my display of emotion of course and also like just like well an emotion that was rooted in your groin rooted somehow. in my groin somehow genuinely very rooted right. in my groin because it was my first love my first everything of course. and so like maybe literally, that's why like, they don't like it's emotion because these it's, get wet it's just like that it's, getting it's exactly wet and it's like just that. like don't it's fucking full, do that stop <laughs> stop it this is inappropriate you being a person but, right now you stop Stop, Stop it right it. now. And she really was. It's like an actual deep-rooted memory of... Because it's so not her, because she's so open in, in every other way that yeah. I was like, what is that? But she just was like, you have to get over this. Oh, my God. But that makes you so much sense to me. That to re- the, get over it. Well, because what I'm thinking is like... So the resentment that you have for this werewolf thing that happens, that you have this resentment then for your body and your yes. instincts. These things. Yeah. Are, because we're so told that control is so important. And I think also we're taught... like. Not even taught. It becomes so important to people, to society, to politics, everything, that things are real. It's so yes. important that yes. things are real. Your perception of things is real. And when you get into that, you realize all things that you perceive are just perceptions. And it's very hard to divorce the idea of our sense of self yeah. as a physical thing, meaning like my thoughts I have about myself, my instincts, the kind of person I am, the kind of uh, impulses I have, you think of as a moral, uh, like spiritual conscious issue. And then your fucking dick or or uh, or fucking whatever is there to like tell you oh actually sometimes you're just going to pump some chemicals through there just and you're going to think way different things you're going to be a totally different person you're, you're going to challenge it's going to challenge a lot of things about yourself y- yes, yes. And, and there's a lot of things telling you like you're you think this is real you think this is real you're going to keep thinking it's so real. real and i think that's related to the the memory thing too about like forgetting memories and stuff yeah. cuz what i was what i think is i think it's absolutely a fact that all time exists at once but our organism right, as yep. as a survival mechanism perhaps can only perceive in one direction because maybe that fourth dimension is just something we couldn't do. Well, they always like, talk about much. like how deja vu is your timeline syncing up with itself. Oh, that's interesting. Like I've heard that a lot. I like where that it's a lot. like I Have really you? and I've Ooh. experienced it too. Where I've literally like because I say this all the time, but because I have a, a male's artery in me, I will have deja oh. vu consistently with things that I'm like I've done this. I, it's not even like a. Oh my god! Yes. I'm having deja vu. I literally be like, I've done this. I've been here. I've had this conversation. I agree with you. I've, I've had done. That. I've or like things that will happen in your life that you're like, like a sense memory thing will do. Like it happened when we were in Iceland. I was petting these horses, and I literally was like, I've been here. I've or I've done this. I've there's like, a word for there's this. So what it is like it? a great remembering. I can't remember what it means. I, it's I something mean, like but that. It, it's like, very. It's Phil not K. just Dick. that simple thing of deja vu. It yeah. literally is like I'm like this. Like I, it's something sinking up. I'm where I should be. I whatever is sinking up in my timeline. Yeah. But I've I've had that happen a lot. Me too. Like, I think a lot of people. I think everybody like has it. And I yeah. think as similar to this. So I think if you can allow to start letting go of your paradigms, which sure. is very scary because that's the thing that keeps you alive. It's 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 uh. If you can, though, you start to go like, okay, I'm going to catalog these inexplicable experiences and remember them. I think if you don't, I think everybody has them, but a lot of people just throw them out. Like deja, they have deja vu, everyone has deja vu. And then you just go like, oh, "Oh, that's weird. No way to process that. So it doesn't mean anything. And you can keep going. But I've had like actual, like there was literally one night where Steve and I were having a conversation. Steve Zaragoza and I were having a conversation and we were both like, we like laughed at the same time and it like happened in my brain. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, we have done this before yeah. we've been here this is and it wasn't like similar it was like no this this converse i've had this conversation with you before 
yes. this is it. But they all, you know, it's like I have heard that constant thing of like deja vu is you syncing up with your timeline. It's also like a weird, like universal way of telling you that you, you are in the right place that you're supposed to be mm. in in your life. You mm-hmm. know, like that's like something where it's like, hey, this is the universe telling you like continue how you're continuing because you're doing it right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like there's no other internal clock for that kind of a thing of like, I think supposed sometimes to do I think about that like idea of rightness or meaning or the path you're on or something is like there's no way that couldn't be true. Yeah. Like sometimes I used to find it really um, weirdly con- comforting that no matter how bad things were, even if horrible things happened, like bombings and mur- you know, horrible things, that that something about the fact that it was ca- able to exist in reality, like it didn't break the yeah. laws of physics. There's something about the fact that it merely existed made me feel like it's not good, but it's okay. Like there was something about happening. The, f- yeah, yeah. The, the fact that it was just contained in this dimension that I can comprehend sure. meant there wasn't something uh, wrong with it. I'm going to say the word wrong. But don't you feel like you know, that's that, like, there's that was, like those little things that happen because it's like a tearing in the fabric a little I bit. I do think like, that happens too. And that is confusing. There's something called jamais vu. Have you heard of that? No. I, it sounds like a delicious ice it, cream. It, it's so fucking cool. It's the opposite of deja vu where deja vu is like, a place you've never been before, but you but suddenly you say, know you yes. are. Or like a moment that's never happened before, yes. but it's hap- but it's happened before. Jamais yeah. vu is a place you've been a million billion times <laughs> before, but suddenly you think it's the first time. Like I get that with Yosemite all the time. Yeah. I do. It, it, like, like, you know, intellectually, I've, I've, I've been lived here, here my whole yeah. life. I drive home all the time, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But suddenly you're like, I've never been here before. Mm. I think that is so fucking, that's definitely happened to me much rarer than deja vu. I don't, I think, and also I don't know if it's ever happened in a true full on, like, like actually happened for a second. You're like, where the fuck am I? Everything is foreign Mm, to me. And then, but I do think existentially, especially like if you get like really high or stuff, sometimes there are times when the threat of reality starts to pull away from you in a way. Yeah. And I think in the, in the ideal one, my friend said this thing about drugs, I'd want to steal it and use it forever. He was like, I, my friend Coda, who's this wonderful musician, he said, uh, I endorse drugs that help you face your problems and I uh, advise against ones that help you run away from them, Hmm. which could be a real gray area. Oh yeah. You know, you can definitely, yeah, like weed, I think is like that. Like, like, like marijuana is something I think that you can use to face problems. I think you can also use it to escape them. To very much escape them. And you got to figure out what you're doing. And part of that is just has to do with where you're at with yourself and like kind of your bravery levels. Well, and like what your escapism is and like yeah. what you're escaping from because my sister does, she's like a neuropsychiatrist and she works with PTSD. That's like her mm-hmm. specialty oh, is okay, PTSD. Great, wow. And um, she's amazing. Uh, brilliant, brilliant mind. Um, but I mean, you know, she only likes a few colors in fashion and that's the major quip that I have about her. But um, <laughs> what colors? Gray, purple and black. Like that's her. I love these colors. She, I know, I but she's great. so utilitarian. Like it's her goth. brain kind of works in that sense of like where she's like, I don't want to have to think about that. Like, I think she would have a shaved head if it was a norm. Cool. If it was a norm, she would be because she's just exhausted by like the other tedious things of life. They say that's a thing that they commonly say of like big brains, big active brains. I mean, it truthfully, like, like, I I think it definitely is her. Like she is so utilitarian in that sense where she's just like, these are my pants. These are my shoes. We're moving on. Like my hair is in a ponytail every single day of my life. I'm moving on. Like she's just that person. She can't care about it. There's too much other things that she has to conquer. Yeah. And I appreciate that in her. But, um, but she says like with like marijuana, they've been do they try it a lot with like, you know, anti-anxiety mm-hmm. stuff for PTSD. It's like been a thing that they've been trying to do, especially with like CBD, THC, yes. like playing with the battle of it. But she said the bigger problem they're starting to see is that it's not 
getting the root of the problem like that it's it's once yeah. again masking the surface it's once again masking and so well, that's what she's like you know you one are, it's better than some of the you know maoi inhibiting drugs right. that like are actually messing with brain chemistry that if taken not properly and not you know like regimented properly can really mess you up so it's better yeah. in that sense but it still is one of those things where it's like it's still masking a thing it's still masking a problem like yes it's still there's a deep-rooted thing that you do have to unpack in there that for like, sure that's always true yeah. there's nothing you can take it's the same thing i always think that about steroids people like to complain oh, yeah. about steroids, it's, it's, like, steroids not, are cheating yeah. it's like oh just so you know those people who are world place <laughs> class athletes like you're not gonna fucking uh do a cycle of deca and suddenly yeah. start being like yes you have to work your fucking ass off really to a lot actually of, make it yeah happen. Yes. and then the steroids will just give you extra recovery mostly well and it's a similar thing you know it's like with those you know we've had a lot of friends that have like suffered from depression and like you know all these things and taken drugs but i'm here but it really is one of those things of like because it's such a blanket and band-aid thing that like it's not treated properly it's not like there's we i had a friend that like she was on these crazy insane anti-anxiety drugs which is more than okay Mm -hmm. but she would also not follow any of the things with them and you're like you can't drink on that like you can't do this like it's not just like it's not just like oh she gets loopy it's like no you're fucking with your brain like your full-on brain (sighs) we don't have the long-term study we don't have this to like see Every little thing that if you are taking it at two, at even two hours later than you should be taking it, like no, I, that's what's so scary it, about uh, it because it talks. I think we're and you know that we're yeah. in this generation where it's like pop a pill and move on. Well, you do you know? take anything? Do you no. take? I mean, no, I, I really do. don't. Advil. I started to fairly recently. I started uh, ADD medication, a, a stimulant, uh, Adderall, and also uh, mirtazapine, uh, Remeron. I think is the uh, name of it or whatever. It's an antidepressant. Sounds very. Beautiful. It's a beautiful name. It's also mm-hmm. an interesting one. I, I should understand the science a little better of what I take, but it's also not uh, SSRI and it's not even an SNRI. It's like this other mm. kind of that I think I'm I'm glad they picked it for me. They, I think they did because I have uh, sleeping problems and it's yes. it, acts, yeah. it helps you sleep. Yeah. But I read I was reading about it and it's also used sometimes for like um anxiety disorders and sleep problems and things like that and which i think i had like little low i was diagnosed like i think i think just depression and then adhd yeah um but like my dad's bipolar too and it's things i've always like worried about and kind of felt like manifested yeah the problem is so basically my thing is i avoided medication forever i had like a big stigma around it my brain because i do think it's overdone and things like that but i'm I think I'm a fucking inquisitive person and and I've developed and cultivated. I try to make it more so all the time, like a personal inquiry also an exploration, sort of growing a comfort uh, with um, the discomfort of my vessel and, and uh, a thing about being, allowing myself to let go of value judgments around it and like let the threads sort of fall apart, which I think is a lot of the, the structure of society and religion and the shame and, and the need, maybe this is even connects to the need to know, like what kind of person are you has to do with giving like any, any kind of boundary to reality that just lets you go like this is here and this is here and this is here just so you can fucking it's stay that sane. Constant, like battle of what is normal though. Like it's that constant thing of yeah. that. In the, but like, I think, that don't is... you think I think it might just be like literally a survival mechanism about like com- yes. computation power. Fully. Like Fully. you need to when you start to let go of certainties, suddenly you have a lot more variables you have to start to like process all the time or allow space for. Well, and it would be a different thing if everyone is on that, but or right. like everyone is feeling that. But again, right. once again, you're going to still be, you know, that held by all these standards and right, held right. by all these restrictions and, and all those yes. things. Well, at least hopefully, I mean, I think, 
I do think there's an upward swing of society letting go of some of those restrictions overall. Like, like society is more permissive now than it was in the past, which I think directly correlates to like prosperity. And I think our spirits know at this point in history that we don't need certain survival mechanisms of the past that are very brutal, including capitalism, including any kind of like marginalization, uh, war, imperialism, colonization. Like those are all things that make sense. I was thinking about it today. I was thinking like they make sense from the perspective of, uh, of trying to make sure the species survives. One way to guarantee the species survives is that just 1% of you survives. And, yeah, and yeah. what'll help 1% of you survive is if you downgrade 99% of you to like kind of chattel, like less yes. than humans. Yeah. And as long as a few of you survive, then you've kept the thing going. Yeah, it's so still... it makes sense to downgrade half of uh, or 99% of society into just like subhumans to you. Sure. And then the 1% just yeah. uses them to keep living. And as and for like the unified whole. I mean, it is a, such a dark thing to think of because I literally was reading this. Meme yes. that was this thing that was, you know, a little meme that was like the 1% just made 87% of the world's wealth. I just read that too. They, yeah. t- they said by they're on uh, by. 87 that's high i read i read that uh, in the guardian that um they're on track that by 2030 1% of the the 1% of the world the world percent of the population of the world will have two thirds of the wealth yeah it did it this is interesting though one percent <coughs> globally is thirty two thousand euro a year hmm yeah really yes which is crazy to think Yes. When you get up to that 0.1%, though, this is where it gets really fucking crazy. The the eight richest people in the world yeah. have the same money as the bottom 3.6 yes, billion. Yes, yeah. That's so, what's even, that's yeah. the weirder part. So that still exists, Bitcoin. that thing. Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Let's talk crypto. Let's talk crypto. I really don't want to do that. I really don't. Um, I don't know anything but, about but it. But I do think I... that these these uh, like these organizational systems, whether any kind of caste system, feudalism, capitalism is a very um, rooted in this idea that murder is a natural part of the order, and you sure. kill to take, and that's how things survive. Is uh, I, I think it's an economic system based on that same principle. But you do you believe it? It's like I mean, it's also like that. It, people are inherently bad. Like that is genuinely. Do you like think some, that? Yes, I don't really. But I think I think there's an idea. I, 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 do, I guess we have a question of what a, what a person is. It would would be what I would well, respond with. That. I mean, I guess because so, well, yeah. my overall premise that I will I'll just conclude it in a tiny way so that we can continue on from it, and I can talk more about this is that I think we've reached a place in society where prosperity is such a reality. Like we yeah. don't fucking need Especially anybody with, like, to have nothing. Length, our average length of yeah. life is going further. And, and it's the, everything. The, the idea that you would have to make everybody <laughs> neutral and mediocre for everybody yep. happy is also wrong. All it's about is is we are at a place where we could raise the floor if we wanted to that no one would go hungry no one would have to die unnecessarily because they don't have access to healthcare. no one would need to live without a house and and clothing and everybody could be allowed to just live and pursue whatever they wanted to fucking pursue i think that our souls know that like something in whatever our Mm. consciousness the signal knows like we've reached a phase of humanity yes just just like if you're camping right like you don't get to have fucking like nice cafes with avocado toast if you have to worry about building a fire every day you camp but like once you get the the basic things out of the way you reach a place like agriculture civilization didn't happen until agriculture because once 
once we didn't have to hunt every day and we like had extra food, yeah. you're like, well, we have this extra time. What do we do with this time? Oh, well, let's think about how can we build stuff better? What about poems and things like that? And I think we're at a place where we're really in a phase of humanity where consciousness could just... I was, the, the thought was a stoner thought that I had today where I was like, if I didn't have like video games and weed and good food everywhere and stuff like that, maybe I'd just do war. <laughs> you know? Maybe I would war. You know, maybe I would maybe war. Maybe if like I was just people around I in the world. war. Because like when, you're, when you are so just trying to keep the vessel alive. So this is what I mean about like what, what is a person. Yeah. Is like when the body and the things that the body tells you are real. My horniness, my sure. anger, my fear that I might get killed and I got to keep Your it alive. Need for love. That tells you things are fucking real. Yeah. You know? And as soon as you're out of that, right? Like I came or I fucking <laughs> I like love. I'm safe now. Sure. You know, you're like, oh, suddenly certain things just disappear. You're yeah. like, wait, oh, I thought that was real. A second ago, it was real. And so I feel like we're in a place in society where, or, or, or civilization, I'll say, I don't think society is there, but civilization, no. that our organisms are still freaking out all the fucking time because they're built to freak out. We're built to keep this thing alive. Procreate and, per- and persevere, yeah. But the spark is like, the spark is like, nah, we can just dream and hang out if we want now and imagine things. Well, and, and you know, I, it's a, but it's a challenging. Thinking, and start realizing nothing's really real. It's a challenging thing in that sense, though, because we've kind of moved in a place where, it, you know, it's like the, the different things that are uh, chasms of success and, and wealth and whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. have changed in the sense of like, arts now are that thing you know it's like now the goal is to be a celebrity and the celebrity tends to come from oh, art oh that's and fucking interesting it really but it's truth it's like you know it's like it, it would be that way if if we all lived on this weird thing but right now that the weird celebrity God of damn. society and everything has really pushed us to be like well but, i mean how fucking like meta freudian for the whole society is that that the the number one desired job is just to be yourself is it yeah or or just to be like accepted <laughs> as like as a hyperbolic sense of a personality like yeah, that but that's what I, you know what i mean like yes. like this very global like, It'd be a totally no different thing like, if it was or yeah, like, no, no. like literally like oh my fucking dream is just to be me yeah my success <laughs> I mean, is is like everyone and everyone but it's not just that it, it really is to be loved and admonished and oh uh, that's admired. really that's what i meant yeah that's no i, I was like yes forever. Right. but no it's like that's really your truth is that you really just you want to be loved mm-hmm. and to be accepted but that's and the like, same fucking thing oh it's the same thing that's the same fucking thing but it what a weird thing that it's no longer like food you know it's procreation. Okay. This. It's yeah. So like, this goes back to this thing about the, the, at the beginning again about permission and sure, allowance. Yeah. And like the need to fucking know. But that's also like I think that's why truthfully I think that's why because I find myself in this cycle constantly. Um, there's that really beautiful phrase that I use all the time and I never actually listen to, but uh, comparison is a thief of joy. Love it. You know. Um, and it truthfully, like why people need to know that identifier of like what your sexuality is or like what this is, what your gender is, or like, or I did this a lot with my own career where I'm like, how did you get that? How did this happen? That's actually interesting. Comparison is the root joy is so interesting because I also think comparison, because comparison with a certain kind of, because I understand it. I mean, I'm not like trying to be uh, obtuse, but like, um, there's, because also to me, comparison 
it's like existential. It's good faith, bad faith, existentialism. Sure, because comparison is also the root of commonality. I think it's comparison of like comparing. You know, it's like comparing the success of someone else. Like so, right. so it's like I take I take my baseline thing of like I'm a woman. I'm this. I'm this. I'm this. I'm this. Oh, why am I not God. the same yeah. as this? Why is this person more successful than I am? Well, why is this person with less talent or with less this okay. or with less connections or all these things? Right. So I think that's why people tend to try and strive so viciously for like what are your identifiers? So I can either emulate them so I can know why I am not you so mm-hmm. I can know why my success isn't compared to yours. I mean, like, and I do it all the time where it's like, you know, I There's think that thing. I think I would have been six, so much more successful as a man. I genuinely yeah. do. I actually kind of know that. Like, I know as a That's truth in myself of like, I don't believe if that. I, I just do. No, just not because not as a, not as like a, a thing. Like, I don't know if I believe that because like I, I have a, I have a female in my life who's wonderful personality, like very, and I'm like, part of me thinks like, so successful and I think has a similar thought, but without being a female, I think that person would be heinous. Like if that was oh, a man sure. who never had like, cause some people really, you do need to be in a position of, um, uh, uh, subjugation that you didn't pick to sure, appreciate sure. that it doesn't feel sure. good to feel powerless. Yeah. And then when you have power to be a better person and that like, it creates a kind of empathy that, that if you were just a, a guy with a fucking dick out in the world sure. that you, and plus like other things. Um, I don't know. There's, we have a, I no, think a I toxic mean, addiction. I'm just saying like, you wouldn't be, be truth, who you but were. No, truthfully not. But it's also one of the, it's one of those things of just like, no, just like certain things. You of, wouldn't be as funny. You wouldn't no. be as smart. You wouldn't be no, as and interesting. I think actually, truthfully, I, I, I also know that my strive to, to prove myself in that would not be as high as it is. Because I've oh, had I mean, the constant a, a adverse theme. thing of like, you know, it's like, but truthfully, because you have the thing of like, this is the challenge that is presented to you. So you kind of have to do that. Like, well, I got, I got, I guess I got to rise above. Like, I guess I have to like hmm. constantly be the fire under my ass to prove that I am very capable of this. Even that, if it yeah. means that I, you're, I wonder about that a lot. Uh, I think in America and the American concept yeah. of, of, uh, the the formula for success fucking loves the idea of defiant success of defiance and rebellion of underdog of yeah they yes fucking love it and no, the idea truthfully. that the the way I'm gonna get good is by someone telling me I can't yes I don't agree I think that's a really because I wonder I don't look I you know I don't what I mean know Some, if it's what if somebody true. instead was like I fucking know you're the best and I know you're gonna do great things something like someone said this thing someone said this thing um. I saw a tweet or something that was like uh, another another creator was outed a male creator as being mm-hmm. this fucking predatory sure, guy you know always, I think the guy yeah. who made Ren and Stimpy you know he like like uh, oh yeah I heard yeah. that oh you know? god and yeah. and and they said and but the reaction they said something about like you know they're really fucking bummed and they're not they're just they they're over this fucking thought that like oh no I I hope that's so sad now we can't like that thing because this creator sucks yes. but but they said what about all the other fucking geniuses who who would have fucking shown us amazing oh, no, things that's who the were truth. predated out who were preyed upon and ran away from it forever and i think about our system that like there's it's this the idea truth. of like defiance and hardship and you have to overcome yes you get some great people out of that but how many great fucking people brilliant ideas and, and possibilities are totally lost because those people weren't just permitted the space they yeah. Told no, and their organisms reacted to like, okay, I guess I'm not good enough. Well, you know, truthfully, and I, we, me and Dalman, uh, you know, my husband, we talk about it all the time about how, like, especially 
Wow, this keeps going back to industry talk, and I apologize. But no, especially but it, the like, industry is like totally it is your it's your life as well. But like, it's also we talk about it constantly about like how you know those people that tend to be those me monsters and those people that tend to be the like you know no awareness yeah. of self tend to succeed a little bit more in this because they're constantly a person that's like put me in that I'm great put me in this and this yeah and there's that weird humble factor of like I don't it's a questioning of myself constantly that I'm like I am um, I get I I guess I'm I'm okay I guess I'm this yeah. that like constantly puts you in that place of like oh the squeaky wheel gets to grease it's the truth uh, of it. yeah that's true I wonder because now I'm really into this idea of like the this this uh public persona entertainment as like some expression of the uh collective id or something Dude, that, it that like really and truthfully well, is well, though people, think about the, it some, the celebration of people with me problems yes. uh, uh reflects our own individual me problems it's also once again it reflects the whole thing the need of, of acceptance like i really think that that's the the truth thing of you know um James Dobson is this he's like he's a very Christian based uh, child psychologist Mm -hmm. and he talks about like what the silver gold and bronze medals are in society and how Mm -hmm. like they say he says like as a parent when you're parenting looks are number one he's like that's society that's not what we it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. what you think society has deemed this as the number one Mm. thing that's that he's like so as a parent like you have a choice you can either be that one that doesn't care and blah 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 and tries to teach you know all this positivities he's like or you can work your ass off to get your kid braces you can get the kid pin the kid's ears you can do those things that you need to do so that kid can go confidently in the world when it's not you putting forth that in society it's what you have said of like this is what it is number two is brains Mm. you know but like truthfully well you know i i now i'm thinking things like that i think maybe are similar to the use of uh psychiatric medication or something in the sense of like yeah, they don't fix problems, but they're triage. No, but they're tri- but it's some, t- that's exactly it. Sometimes they stabilize you so that you can get to well, a place where you and learn. I really do oh, think, I really I don't. I think it's a lot deeper. I really do think, especially with mental health, like we, you know, my sister's, she's brilliant in that sense, but she's one of those that like, she talks about like what we know and what we don't know. And she's like, we're still in that place of not knowing so much. She, her dissertation stuff is on Alzheimer's and like, mm-hmm. she's like, what we don't know about it, like what we don't know that causes it. Like, here's this thing that we still are so unsure of, but it literally is the life force of everything and like right. you know and 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 talking about like even you know mental healing yourself and mental like how positivity and like is such a yes. an insane factor in in the choice of positivity and like you know they do all those things of the plants that like heard negative words and and actually like right 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 were destroyed and whether or not that's you know hydrogen and oxygen and whatever oh yeah because like, your oh, breath is literally breath just is going literally, onto you know it's like but there's all those Let things me, that are... Uh, weirdly pause us because my yeah. battery says it's out. I just don't want to lose this track. No, we're gonna, just going to start right pause up it. again. I have to pee. Thank you. Are you... Okay, we're back. We okay, peed. Okay, we're back. Sorry, well, we I like, that, I like how fucking abrupt our... That, that like, was. Right, bye. Well, I had to because it was going to. I, I peed lose the... for literally about a minute and a half. Like felt, I was, it, it was like a and then you're like, oh, more. Yeah, there's more. Are you good? Just going off more? Yeah, Just go. Okay, because that was already been an hour, which is amazing. Wow. But I don't even like to think about it. It's a stream of consciousness. Time is an illusion. Is my point. Oh no, don't really not experience this it man even, already. You know? This man already. The you matrix. also you sent me like questions that you were like. These well, we're gonna get to those fucking questions. Heavy. Quite, I'm really, they weren't that they're not heavy. No, 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 no. That's the point. They is might that, be heavy for some people. They're not supposed. Truth. Well, the heavy thing I was going to bring up with you, but we didn't even. Ugh, God, I mean, sure. Where are we, man? We're I was, in my well, office. Because well, okay, actually, though, because I want to stay have topical. To turn off this light. Oh, the, the fan. It's going to drive Please me do that. Please insane. do that. Please do that. 
So apologies, they can hear it right now. Yeah, love that. Yeah, love that. That's, a, that's good to have a seven forty-seven. It's good to have a powerful airline. fan in the bathroom. Well, it's also the poop bathroom. That's what, is what it is. Yeah, you that's gotta, why it is that way. Suck those fumes out of God there. Gotta fucking get him out, mom, because it's real, dude. That's some real stuff, man. Uh, wait, okay. I was gonna. So I think because. What I was going to bring about up with you was talking about mortality or something, <laughs> sure. which I got a lot of interesting yeah. when I asked for uh, messages, um, suggestions from people, which I was yeah. actually overwhelmed by the amount of people when I first announced I was going to do this a week or so ago. Like, I thank you, anybody who sent messages <sighs> like over 80, like DMs with thoughtful, like uh, topics, which for me is like a lot. We, yeah. we way more oh, people. Yes. And uh one of the things several people brought up was was death positivity, and I don't think that's going to be like a subject exactly. Sure. But with you in particular, uh, if you feel like talking about it a little, yeah, like I, don't mind. I was talking, you I you're one of the few people I know who lives with mortality like their whole life, <laughs> yeah, like in yeah. front of them their whole life. Yes, because you have a heart thing. Yes. What do you have? Uh, well, I have technically I have ventral septal defect, atrial septal defect, pulmonary stenosis, and transposition of the great vessels. Yeah, which basically means mm-hmm. my heart's backwards, oh, and crazy. the main aortic arc was fused. I'm missing two out of the four chambers, and so from a very young age, I had uh, open heart surgeries, which is heavy. Um, I've had four in my life. I'll have to continue having them my whole life because I have artificial material because of a lot of different reasons you know it's like mm-hmm. we are very advanced but which is the thing you referenced not... earlier with uh, you have somebody else's parts yes in you. yes i have someone else's parts in me um you know i i have i think it's like it is a truthful thing i i forget about it a lot that people don't live with the severity that i live with so sometimes it, it frustrates me a lot in people when i see people do dumb things or when i see people being inconsiderate or things like that mm-hmm. sometimes that frustrates me like um, you know, a, a real thing that's come about, I don't even know why I'm bringing it up, but it's my stream of consciousness, but like something that's really pissed me off in the last like couple years has been like bad drug use, you know, when it's like yeah. people doing, just being stupid, just being fucking dumb right. with like Molly and man-made things that are, it's like you, one, you don't know where that's from Two, like that's a, a full on fucking moron making that FYI. They're mm. making it with like chemicals under their sink and stuff like that. Probably. So it, it really pisses me off. Other things that really piss me off, cocaine really, really beats cocaine, my co- fucking. It's so funny when that thing I said earlier about like drugs that help you. Uh, it really about, pisses me off because li- it's, it's so inconsiderate as li- just like a, as a person, it's like there's blood, say, there's blood on that cocaine. There's the blood of children. There's the true. blood of women. There's the blood of like of a nation on that. Like that's the kind of stuff that's where it's like people don't think about your the political good time, implications. Your yeah. really good time is, is literally like well, death. That's like, uh, that's one of those, like it's become a joke stereotype for LA is oh, like yeah. the vegan, uh, oh, girl who's like, oh, the, no, I, it's not even a thing. I literally went off on a close blow. friend recently because she's like vegetarian and she was giving everyone shit about like being vegetarian and how just like the with your animals and I'm literally like I I've seen you snort shit up your nose and that's a that's a human being that's a child mm-hmm. that's bringing over that in their anus like that's you're so far removed from that and so that that tends to just, make me uh, a little like I, my first experience I, I when I did cocaine a long time ago I. Uh, uh, I've done it like a handful of times, but the first time I did it, I loved it so much <laughs> that I, and I knew that my dad had some, you know, pretty fucked up experiences sure. in my life, uh, dealing with speed and different mm-hmm. amphetamines. And my sensation with it was, I love this so much. I would die for this. I'm going to never do this again. Good God. And also like, 
my experience of it was I felt normal, was that I felt like uh, the world and my perception of the world was going the same pace as my brain finally, and I felt calm, which, you know fucking took me six or seven years then to finally get diagnosed get ADHD like an actual, yeah, and get, an and get like an actual one that's like you know understand how dopamine regulated. receptors yes. work and, yes. and blah 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 so i i whatever because oh, the, the thing i was going to say was um like mdma too my, my mom has done uh medically facilitated like uh therapy sessions with mdma sure. which are a thing out of ucla i think she did it they're they're starting to do more and more of these things yeah they are and some of these drugs really are life-changing oh no they are they and they and they open up different things and you um my, my only frustration context. now is is contact is is literally like is just being just really in it's like such it's so stupid how i'm gonna say this so just know that i'm aware of it of of how dumb this is gonna come out but it's like (laughs) being inconsiderate of your life like it literally is it's like you're being inconsiderate of like yeah like i hate to be that person that's like it's a gift or it's whatever it's like but no. no like but truthfully it's like to be that i'm all about you know enlightenment about challenging normal thought about all those things that like sometimes it can bring you yeah um but to do it so to be so aggressive but i think that's in any way of like to just be so um disrespectful like to like this yes, life that I you're totally given into like when we talk about self-care and things yeah, like that and, like, just the severity of it all where you're like you don't like I, and it is because I mean, people I, I know, haven't been faced with like the actual mortality I think that's of things. Possible. It's like that young, like we're going to live forever kind of a thing. And yeah, or and, true self-destructive impulse, yes, like a, a self-hatred or, true, yeah, or unconscious totally. wish to die, or which even, I think mine was. I think I, yes, I, I totally understand that. And, but there's also the weird thing of like, you know, I, I say this all the time to Delman cause we like, you know, it's like we have friends in our life that like are self in certain ways. And you're like, Oh, they've never experienced loss. Mm-hmm. Like that's the truth of it. It's like, they've I, never I remember having a callback like a long time. It was probably, I think this is my theory about why you're probably so funny, but like a long time ago, I had like a, a callback for some fucking dumbass show or something. And I made the people laugh, like the cast manager like laugh really hard. And afterwards, and I'd literally gotten off the phone of a crying, screaming fight with a girlfriend. I was sure, like yeah. a shattering sure, relationship yes, breaking yeah. fight and went in and did the thing. And the other, she goes, I've seen like a th- 400 people come through here to do that. And no one made me, and you made me laugh. That was funny. Uh, how'd you, how'd you do that? And I said, or, or, or how are you so funny? That's what the question was. How, yeah. how are you so funny? And I said, I just said lots and lots of pain without thinking no, about truthfully, it. Truthfully, it's the, it really is so true. And like, I, I think that's partly too, like, like people who don't have true loss and, and are so important important about again things being real and things mattering they're the people who don't who aren't usually very funny no and also and also are are kind of dumb because they don't need to know things and they don't need it's like that that passive thing it does feel very passive through the i think that maybe that's it maybe that's what makes me so angry is being passive in your life oh yeah that's a good one i think that makes me like like, I think that really, because we have friends that like, and I kind of try and think about it. I'm like, why does that person irritate me so much? Or why does that person bug me so much? And it's less about like them being a full moron, which they are, and less about them making dumb decisions, which they do. But it's more about the whole thing of like, you're coasting. You're so passive in everything. You don't realize that like the severity of everything. And yeah, that's good. I think that's a healthy as an intellectual thought to have. I don't, I don't think that. I know. I don't think it's, becoming, a, I don't think it, and I've been trying, it's something I'm working on consistently is like trying to be more accepting of people, well, even I, if they are fucking turtle doves. I think it's important. But, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I, like, I think it, it is important. 
to pay attention to the nagging thought and, yes. and go like, why am I so obsessed with this thing? Why does this bother me so much? Why? And start inquiry around that. Yeah. And that's the important thing. Because anytime, like, again, because it gets back to why is it so important to you to know? I also think, I think that extends out to just like, why is it so important to you? Why is it so important Truth. to you? And it's, you know, to, it to, is to also, distance yourself from other people's yes. actions and no matter what they are is really important to not go like. Well, and it's a self-preservation <sighs> mode now. And I, it hasn't been until like years of therapy and like sure. things like that, that I have like started to enact that Boundaries, a little bit. Yeah. Like it really and truthfully, like growing up, I think I was such a people pleaser because I was such a sick kid that I felt like I had to be like a positive thing. And because hmm. I grew up with the connotation of miracle. So I felt like oh, it, wow, I yeah. can, I could really disappoint some people. So you're you like, know, play, like, you're playing a part right away. You're playing a part right away. You're immediately put into that special category, which really sucks when you don't feel like you are. And, you know, Ooh, it's like you're yeah. put into a lot of those different things. And the biggest one that I've had to, like, overcome as a person being a sick kid, being that consistent miracle, my existence altered the life of my parents. My father right. was... You know, uh, he wasn't a minute. He was in ministry way back in the day. Then he went into like finance and made a ton of money and was a real estate guy, guru and blah, blah, blah. And then he had a daughter who had an open heart problem and fell back into the ministry because it really wow. set his heart in that way. So I literally altered like who they are as people. Like the whole family was altered because of that. You know, my brother was your a backwards heart. My Sent backwards his heart. heart backwards. Exactly. <laughs> then hit heart I'm sorry, by finding really herself. Bad. She found everyone. Well, I, there's something to what you're saying too, though, about like and the and the the frustration of the people and how they treat their their bodies or something. I think is essential to like spiritual development and and honestly, like ultimately well being even. Sure is the understanding of the bo of your body as mm -hmm. something that is not you but belongs to you yeah. and that you it is what carries you through the world and therefore it is for you to shepherd and there are some judeo-christian values that i think are really beautiful with the shepherd and his flock with the shepherd yeah. and his flock but also but also um maybe this is more of a puritanical protestant thing but the kind of what what do they call it there's a word for it uh that basically is like stewardship. Mm -hmm. Stewardship, yeah. like the idea of taking care of things yes. and showing love and respect for things. Putting by love into them. it and getting love out of it. Yes. I'm thinking of somebody who's very fucking messy and like, I don't, I don't really extend, I, I do yeah. my best in this principle. And I have noticed too, as my brain has become a little more ordered as, again, I think the triage of medication doesn't fix you, but it allows you sometimes the... Uh, equanimity or something to no, like yeah. to start enacting perspective once again perspective shifting. yeah and to start yeah. using the tools that you've learned in therapy over there to actually be able to use them instead yeah. of being like what the fuck do I do with these tools you know yeah but, but the stewardship with the vessel in particular is one that I have and that but you're always um you're always I think it's important to be in communication with it and at least be conscious about it because it is also your gateway to play with the boundaries of in terms of using psychedelic substances yeah. or whatever where you say like well this is the only thing I have to experience these three dimensions I do need to push about it I need to eat I mean, things that are bad for that me and make bad choices paradigm shifts I, I think yes honestly like what what sent me off into the comedy scene was like laughter and crying are so autonomically similar. 
Like there, it's an autonomic response that happens yes. in everyone. We can't really define why it happens. W- what makes someone laugh is something that someone else doesn't. It, mm-hmm. it, it, same with crying. Same with emotions. It's like that flooding of emotion. Also, what it puts in your brain, like oxytocin and everything that it actually like sends penetrating through your body. Like it, it's such a fascinating thing to me. And that was one of those like laughter and comedy was really one of those things that like yeah. it genuinely was something that I needed as a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. But also it was such a fascinating thing for me to like to elicit that response from someone. Yeah. Is such a beautiful oh, yeah. thing. Oh, that yeah. It's You're like, funny with it. You are the cruelest funny person I've ever met. <laughs> so when you get somebody, when, I've seen happened to me multiple times. I can feel you, you have like a predator's sense about, <laughs> you're like a shark, like blood in the water feeling about somebody laughing that you like won't let them stop. No, when you, when you figure out their like, trigger, you're like, oh, I'm ready. I'm never ready to keep going. It's like a problem. It's like, and it genuinely <laughs> is like whether or not that's some whatever need in me for whatever it is. I didn't, it's just something that I is. I don't know. I think you have, I think you're a healer to it. Oh, thanks, buddy. That's going to make me cry why that happen well i was i mean i mean i know a small circle idea of people that you love or that you know immediately yes. that you are gonna have some commonality with or some spiritual meaning in your in your connection like i when i met you i've you've i've said the story so i'm just gonna say it again <laughs> you know about it but i'm gonna tell it because i like it and i think it's valuable sure, about yeah. what we're talking about is uh i i definitely love uh, and care and languages of love one of my big ones is touch yeah and also realizing early on that i was a person who wanted to please people and and as an empty vessel kind of person like someone who didn't really like being me like to empty it out to be other characters and act there was also this thing of like oh it's fine it's just that? la yeah, okay everyone's uh, gonna die I was, I was like as long as it's not like a plane no um, we're good no i was like uh, but the, but the feeling that um like I always said, I thought like the idea of seduction, the idea of like picking somebody up was so easy. All you had to do was just pick up on the story they wanted to be part yes. of and then be the part of the story they wanted. Yeah. And that in retrospect is so sociopathic. It's so like, <laughs> I'm so not here. I can your be narrative consistently. easily yeah. without not even thinking about it, just chameleoning it. And what do you want me to be? I'll be that easy. <laughs> and and that resulting sometimes in that werewolf moment of being like, what am I doing here? Yeah. Like being back in somebody's bedroom and, and starting to get naked and then being What's like, wait, baseline? why am I here? Yeah. What am I? And so along with that came like, a feeling that people wanted things from me or needed things from me, which again was probably not true, but I perceived that. Yeah. And so when I first met you, you're one of the like touchiest people. Not I, not only the I attention that you focus on people that make with the laughter predator, like if you figure out something they like that you are just gonna press that <laughs> button over and over. But also literally you were a massage therapist or something. You trained for yeah, that. Yeah, I did. And I, I it was the strangest because I was like, is this person just very forward and they like are <laughs> uh, they like me? And I guess this They're is gonna ready. be a, a like instantly having it needing it to be like a a sexualized kind of kindness and quickly it being like no you pet people like people pet dogs because you see they they need it and and you'll go right to spot there's a spot uh that i learned about because of you the like spot where your shoulder attaches to your pet there well uh, most people do now too because of internal rotation what we do 
And it was like so crippling and so kind. It was like just this weirdly generous thing. And I think they're connected. This need to touch people's spots of tension physically is very connected to your innate sense of where they, you're going to drain all that laughter out of them. Like it's like, you know, the way like you laugh when something horrible happens or you're in yes. ton of pain, you laugh. Yes. It's almost like laughter is like the weird and the satisfaction of like popping a zit. Yes. Like you're, it's that release. your hate, your it's pain, a, your sadness. Yeah. Is this like toxic pus you keep And when somebody gets you to laugh You're just scooping that all out Really truthful I really do think that it's so true Because there is that weird Like again it's that similar release Of like the same way that pain is a release The same way that like crying is a release Mm -hmm. It's the same release to me It's the same Yeah and it's the same like also like why we find things funny and I find things so funny in the dark. Like mm-hmm. I, I have to hold, hold myself back a lot from like what I think is truly funny because it's yeah. usually very dark and very, I uh, totally get that. I also, I also think connected to the making fun of people kind of character thing people yeah. tend to do. I, somebody, we were talking about it once about why, like they were saying something they saw that made fun of a certain idea was mean spirited. They were like, it's just not funny. Cause it seems mean spirited. Yeah. I think I can make fun of things I don't like or don't respect because even those things are coming from a true like love Yeah, where you're like, you just love people and how fucking terrible they are. <laughs> and like when somebody's no, terrible, you're like, you're so human it's right the now. truth. We talk about all like Delvin and I like laugh about it all the time because like he'll see just our, our different like perceptions of things. Like he'll see these two goth kids walking down the street mm-hmm. and he'll be like, oh, these guys. And I'll be like, I'm oh goth, my God, so they I found you know. each other. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. That's my perception is like I'm like oh yes I like I love that these assholes found each other completely because everyone's an asshole in their own right but like it's one of those things where I'm just like oh I love it like I love it when it happens I I don't know like I see something so beautiful in all of those things well yeah I I even think like it's just the difference between like 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 making fun of heinous people and doing like caricatures of them truth I don't think it's good unless it comes from you like I don't know. You, you know the thing. Like everybody you meet is just a fucking baby. Like, mm-hmm. I, like I mean, it's really becoming clear and clear all the time. This is such a duh thought, but like that every person is nothing more than a learning computer produced by its experiences. <laughs> and if you have had no experience surrounding something new, it's and you're very in true. our culture where you're not allowed to not know, you're not allowed to fail, you're not allowed to look stupid, you're not allowed to look insensitive yeah. because of literally just like yeah, yeah, we literally just had this conversation because someone we know is transitioning and. Like they're going by they now. And I'm literally like, this is not me being mean. This is not me being vengeful in Mm-mm. any way. I, I grammatically, I can't wrap my hand around it. Like grammatically, oh, I'm struggling. Yeah, I'm struggling. Like, I mean, it's, I don't, somebody, it's not that I don't understand. Somebody give me a really good example no, of it's, that. It's also so not that I don't understand in any way. I'm saying for my own, like, right. this is my own, my own holdup about it is that I'm like struggling with the grammar. Like, I that's get it. literally, no, I get isn't it. that like such I a funny thing I do the same thing, thing like, because um, any one, like one, if I say any one and then I say plural. a they, so yeah. It's, it's like, that's what but, I'm but like. Let me, t- let me say something about that. Because I agree. that that I think it's just important to understand that that boils down that problem does boil down to an aesthetic problem. Oh yeah, 100%. I am aware of that. also not ill-willed, but I also think is uh, is a good thing to go like, I could change my aesthetic because I, I fucking love words. Don't get me wrong. I got a 
perfect verbal on my SAT. I know all the fucking <laughs> dumbass rules and nothing makes me matter than somebody who uses grammar, Nazism, like grammar rules to get in the way of communication. Yes. Yes. You know, where I'm like, like there. Hey, language like, no, is a listen. beautiful thing. You make some fucking sounds and breaths with your voice. Consonants. And it's and just, then I get and now what you I have mean? ideas. Amazing. It's the same with reading. You're like, this is amazing that Dude, these are just literally slices on a piece yes, of paper yes. and my imagination is flowing. Poetry is so ma- is literally magic spells to me. When I can yes. cast my eyes to a thing and within two or three lines and the way they've shaped them and put they them... They have up, elicited an emotion from me. Because what I like about poetry too is yeah. a lot of it is about like the physical shape of the word and the physical placement. It starts to enter the strange architecture. Um, somebody told me, I think I said this on another one, so I'm sorry I'm repeating this, but but like uh, line breaks in poetry should pull your eye to the next line. They're not mm. just arbitrary, but like yeah. at least getting an objective, a thought of an objective around why you position. Or like why they are the way they are. Yeah. Yes. And the yeah. way that you can kind of cascade down, like that book House of Leaves. You ever read that book? Yes. It's uh, it's where the door appears in the house. Yes. There are, there are Ye- pages. Years ago. Dense, dense book. It'd be like dense pages and then turn the page and then there's one word on yeah. the whole page and they can fucking hit I mean, hard. not to like really downplay your house of leaves, but it's the same as the giving tree. No, no, no. That's not it's the same. It's the same thing as like what, how he plays with the placement of everything, how he plays with all this different thing. Yes. It's literally like literally the giving tree is one of those things. That's just like, Yeah. I mean, he's a fucking genius he's a though. He's a fucking brilliant man. He's a genius. But, that's the same thing of just like why this is eliciting this Dude, and it's like I, where his place I mean it's also him that's doing yeah. all the placement on the pages well, and the drawings are so yeah. evocative oh, the, yeah. the, um, the poem about the dishes if you if you hate to do the dishes you yes. drop one on the floor maybe yeah. you don't have to do the dishes anymore <laughs> I think about that all the fucking time I also think it's important what you said about like not to downplay I just want to like pause on that for a second is like a very important principle in my life <laughs> to me, and I think I, I would uh, suggest as everybody is no is is being willing, not even willing, being uh, capable of seeing and hearing and accepting truth, no matter the source. So if Ooh, somebody yes. you fucking hate, somebody with toxic, evil, hateful no, rhetoric, that's, that's a true thing. Says something though. true, and Dude, you can't hear it because of who it comes thing. from. You got a problem. Well, it's similar. To circle back on the sense of like these people, you know, like everyone's looping in all these monsters with like horrible things with the hashtag meme to movement mm-hmm. and all those things. And it's like it is degrading. It's like, well, does it still degrade their art? Like, does it mean that their art is worthless? Uh, well, does I do. That I that actually think that, it like, does. I can't separate art from the artist. I understand you say that now, but it, it is. A, it's also I I truly think that there is some certain and this is also like coming from a woman. So, you know, I'm waiting for the, the mob to come. But. I also think that sometimes people will say things and do things because they battle with those demons so tragically. Fucking absolutely. Like really and truthfully, like why this is a thing is because of the battle. And and I think sometimes, truthfully, sometimes a really good example of that is like, I was forced to read Mein Kampf in college mm-hmm. and I hated how much some things resonated with me. Of course. Genuinely, I think it's violently okay, hated well, with it. I have a, but do I have to separate right. that person from that idea? Like not, not really truthfully. Like, and also like yeah. it's, it's, hey. a, it is, it's a tough, I understand the, the waters are tough to navigate. It really is. But I really think sometimes like, because especially with mental health and everything, like sometimes you know the monster so well because it lives within you you know fuck yeah 
Of course. Like you can define well, okay, that so, so this much. This is the thing I think about. Like people like to get into this uh, free speech debate about letting like Nazis speak or, or all right. Sure, people, right? Sure. Right? And, and people are like, oh, these leftists don't believe in free fucking speech because they don't want to let these people. Like, say not sure. right. Well, you know, this dumb like capitalism is full of lies. But one of them. <laughs> uh, the, guy, the, 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 I want <laughs> that to be your first. Capitalism is full of lies. I, that's um, going to be your first like no, what's, podcast oh, the one that, the one I was trying to get. Capitalism is full of lies. <laughs> well, and no, I was trying like, to get the one. good brain on the back. I was going to I was trying to get that jean jacket made at VidCon last year. I wanted the corporate <laughs> jean jacket that was going to say capitalism is genocide and I just couldn't get in the lounge. Very unfortunate. I wasn't accepted in, which is really nice yes. in a meta sense. Oh, it's but, beautiful. But just, okay, like one of the things is that in a, in that we apply free market principles, this idea of freedom, whatever, to I, ideas too. And we're like, well, the civilized thing would be is to let the, hear the ideas out and the better idea will win, my good sir. Which but is it's not, not fucking it's true. Not the truth. Like, but that's my, that's my argument of like when people are inherently bad and like nature versus nurture and like all mm-hmm. those different things that's genuinely my like thing about it and this but, is also but, note that this is me saying this like now in retrospect like it's, it's it's also me saying like okay so do we just take away all this now we're in a place in society where it's like oh no now you know what's right and wrong and like it's up to you to be a better person and it's up to you to like know this like truthfully, well, truthfully, definitely truthfully. Definitely to do your fucking best because I think what's best. scary is like nobody really does bad things without being convinced that they're doing a good thing, that they're doing a bad thing for a good result. You know what I mean? Like ultimately, like on some level, there's a way mm. they convince themselves they're doing something good. Unless you're truly a sadist no, and you're getting it, off on I the mean, idea like, of transgression. But, you know yes, what I'm saying? Mm, I don't know. Like, like okay, know. like the Nazi thing, like the thing that we're talking about, like this, this scary. Because what I, what I think is like we have that's e- all preservation. Have, that's all self preservation. Yes, we have evidential proof that bad ideas win. <laughs> and when you say when you read there and you're like, it really sucks how much some of the things do resonate. Well, of course some of them are going to resonate. He convinced a whole fucking nation to commit yeah. genocide. Yeah. I mean, like there's going to be something persuasive in there. But I think that becomes the introspection of again, like, like why do you need to know? Why do you need to know so bad what somebody's gender is or, yeah. or what their fucking sexuality? What about them? What do you need to know? And when you when you look at that that same inquiry of like, what about this is making you so mad? What's yeah. making you so scared? Yeah. And if you can start that inquiry and then you can read something that you you will know now, we have history to say this book is potentially very toxic. Sure. It's very persuasive. Oh, yeah. And now I can dabble in these waters, which again, I think is also related to the drug thing, which yeah. is like... If you take care of your vessel, if you have inquiry, if you have some self-consciousness about who you are and your spirit and your interest in good people and knowing that this thing you're about to touch is very dangerous, this book convinced a nation of people just like, then maybe you can learn a little bit of something. You're asking a lot of someone, though. You're asking a lot well, of introspection. Yeah. You're asking. But that's also like the, you know, once again, there's a lot of different factors of that. Nature versus nurture, society. Like, what is... The ideal of someone, not everyone is on this plane in which they're trying to find themselves right. in that. Well, which is why to me, like there needs to be a fundamental restructuring of what we think like being a good person is, which to me is. Sure. Is, is but that also means in. that like you're then you're getting into dangerous lines of like what IQ can handle that concept. Oh, like, I don't believe in that. I don't believe it's an IQ thing. You are you serious? Yes, no, 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 no. of course it no, is. No, I don't think oh, so. Really? I'll tell you why I don't think so. All right. I think maybe you can get past a certain point where the organism just doesn't have the capacity to relearn, which I think might be really the Absolutely. Because because these are the, also concepts that are like truthfully like that some people just can't learn. Well, we do know we do know that broadly conservative and broadly liberal principles are genetic. That basically mm. and and this is this is what it is. They did it because there was this test where they had um Basically, they this test where they took twins. It's it sounds so contrived, but they took like fraternal uh, twins 
or no, identical twins. I don't think it matters. They were twins because they shared so much chromosomes. Definitely matters. But were adopted <laughs> into different households that had yes. different politics yes. and raised. And this, it does matter because they said with fraternal twins, um, their politics were more likely to align with the families that they were mm-hmm. in. And with identical twins, the politics of the twins more often matched up. And yeah. it didn't have to do with the family. And so they go, so well, we know for sure genetically. And the idea is that, that the broad idea that came out of it was like, well, let's look at what would keep organisms and humanity alive. What principle would keep you alive? Um, one broad general principle of selfishness, a focus on security, mm-hmm. uh, making sure threats are kept outside and ours are kept in. And we fucking focus on that and the preservation of our people. Very conservative general do you, world you don't deal. think nature ha- nurture has anything to do with that? Do you think? No, no, I think it does. But it I'm does. Just saying, Saying, so, yeah. so, uh, so I think there's, I think it definitely does, and I'll wrap up my sure. fucking belief with that. And then this other broad idea of looking at humanity would be that, like, if we work together, we include people, that we're going to take care of people, we're going to and yes. cooperate, and we're going to then yeah. things will, that would also keep your tribe alive in a pretty good way that survives yeah. the winter. And those two basic genotypes or whatever is, is what makes up people now. This yeah. blending of all that, and then and there's also something to be said for the possibility that a healthy dialogue between those two impulses in society. Society would result in a perfect society where like you take care of people, take care you of people take also, care of security, yeah. blah, blah, but you also like make sure dangerous things don't yeah. happen. And there's a little bit of sensibility. My belief again is back to this early thing about where I think our spirits are and where civilization has allowed us to be that we have enough prosperity that we don't need. I really think if people are raised without fear and with a sense of permission and also sovereignty, like immediately the Khalil Gibran, you know, children aren't yeah, yours. Yeah. Their, yes, their life's longing for itself. The arrow shot from the bow. If you're treated that way from a young age with respect and sovereignty and taught inquiry and taught like fear isn't something that needs to be truth. Feelings aren't facts. This kind of thing that's like. Uh, basically about sovereignty and permission that like you are allowed to live in a paradox in a gray area and not know, not have an answer and grow from there. I believe if everybody was raised that way, you would see these things about inherent badness go Mm. away, but it is a truism that hurt people, hurt people and heal people, heal people. And if you get fucked up early in life by something and don't have anybody around to dialogue with you about like, well, what are you feeling? Yeah, Or also don't, yeah. Like don't have the capability to truth, truthfully come outside of yourself. Never looked at their own shit. Yes. And so, because my mom started this thing that I'll probably get repeated on this podcast a lot, but that she taught me, I feel like, which is like this just instantly. Is that true? Inside. We're like, I feel something and it's a, it's a dialogue back and forth of what if, and is that true? And you go like, oh, I fucking don't like that person. Yeah. <laughs> and you go, uh, why don't you like, and I go, why? 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 And, and it goes, uh, is that true? You don't like that person? Yeah, I don't like that person. Why don't you like that person? Well, because they threatened me somehow. And yeah. then you go like, well, what if, what if they were the thing you thought? What would happen? And and you you go, so it starts to take teeth out of things. Oh, yeah. where you realize, well, I guess they don't really pose a threat to me. I guess they just rub me the wrong way. And you're like, well, why yes. do they rub you the wrong way? Well, they embody this one principle. What is it about that principle? And they go, well, no, I guess maybe I, mean, that, I like, have that principle. That literally you know what circles I mean? back to like that I think that circle you know it's like it circles back to the me disliking the people that are very passive in their life or the the disregard that like it really well, do you like, feel like you're passive in your life or do you no, fear that in yourself I fear that myself 100% okay, well, like that, that that's yeah. an awareness that I already have of like 
and it comes with being i think it i think it comes with a lot of different things but i think it truthfully comes from for me it comes from being a sick kid and being like you sure. worked your ass off to be here like fucking precious why would you waste this mm-hmm. like that's where the like anger of other people comes in oh yeah with that. that's hard to let go of too that's just being like oh, a poor kid around rich it really people is too. and like i've you know i've told delman this before that like for me forming seriously strong connections with people was really difficult because it was like you knew you were going to die and it's a lot easier to not disappoint someone Ooh, yeah. by your death. Like, so you just don't form these like, I mean, I, you know, it's like I see people that have friends, friendships of over years. And I, I truthfully don't, not until like my probably like mid twenties did I start to actually go like, Oh, it's okay to let that person in now. Mm-hmm. Like really. And honestly, like I would have people that I would be getting too close with and I would cut them off immediately because it was just one of those things of like, I know that I am going to kick it. Like mm-hmm. I've known since the day and in order to not disappoint you in order to not disappoint me, it's just going to be easier for both of us if I just don't let this continue. And I, I did it with a, a slew of men. I did it with a slew of female friends and really, like, I think it's also why in my life I have, like, those, that four that you're like, they would be capable of, of dealing with it. Yes. They would be some uh, a person that yes. would be capable of dealing I, with it. There's a, a book that I read. Uh, there's a science fiction series I just love. It's called, the first one's called Heroes Die. And they're very, like, pulpy. They're, I, you know, reread the first one now. There's plenty I can find that's problematic about them. But <laughs> they hit me at a time in my life. And each yeah, book always, seemed to always, perfectly yes, resonate. Always. And, and there's this one, one of the last ones he wrote, and there's this character in the book called the Horse Witch, and she's like this witchy figure that like lives with thousands of horses. And you find out the horses, uh, they're um, feral horses. So mm-hmm. they're all horses that were domesticated, were abused, and ran away to join the horse, the witch herd. The witch herd. And people, and, and there's this part of the book where she talks about who she is, and she <laughs> goes like, uh, I, I'm. They call me the Horse Witch because I'm witchy and because I'm around horses, but that's not really what I am. And it turns out she's this deity. She has two different colored eyes, one brown and one blue. And she says uh, what she does is she's a deity of forgiveness and permission. And she she goes in this thing about like it's uh, forgiveness for every. Every time I bring this up, it makes me fucking freak this out. This is amazing. I love it. it she goes, it's uh, it's forgiveness for every bad thing that ever happened to you mm. and uh, permission to be uh, who you are, basically. But the bad thing that part that part she delves into and goes like and this is why the feral horses are with her. There's something in our brain that cannot process pain without understanding it as punishment. Yes. And punishment means you did something to deserve it. Yeah. And I think in looking for, like you touch a stove, I fucking touch a stove, it's hot. Oh, that's my fucking fault. That's something I can control. I won't do that again. So the idea that a bad thing happens to you and you experience pain, you have to look for a reason. And, And with that reason comes deserving it. And that causes so many fucking problems with us because Truthfully. it creates this anger when somebody else causes me discomfort because I don't like how they are. They, I assume they're doing something to me. They're hurting yeah. me and they're hurting me because I deserve it. And if I've already gone through a phase of rebellion where like, I don't always deserve it, then I get mad at them because they're doing something to me yeah. that I didn't deserve when they didn't do anything. And I think being able to understand pain or discomfort from other beings or the kind of fucking shitty things other people do, you st- starting to comprehend it more as weather. Like nobody gets mad personally at a tornado. <laughs> 
or like a rainstorm yeah. because it's just a thing that happens. It didn't wish you ill will. It just happens. Yeah. And I think like being able to detach your pain from an understanding of being punished by someone in a yes. way you don't deserve. So then yeah. when somebody does something irritating, <laughs> acts shitty, acts whatever, you start getting nervous because you're getting too close to them. And you, so you start pushing them away. And being able to go like, well, oh, oh, I know why I'm doing this because I'm experiencing pain and I yes. need to assign a place to it and it's associated with them. And so if I just get rid of that, then the pain will go away. Or because I am, it's again an, an enacting that self-preservation of like, I know that this will result in pain. Yes. So, yeah. I think being able to take value judgment, this is a, pain is a thing. Suffering is a choice. Pain happens. Suffering Ooh, is something know. you pick, I mm. believe. And if you can look at your pain mm. that someone else is causing or something else, this to me then comes the rich kids who like, f- f- or, or the people who do drugs yeah. and they're just squandering something yeah. that you know is so valuable and being able to go like, well, they're not doing something to me. It bothers me because it resonates with me no, and my tru- fear of squandering. It, it truthfully is that. And it's also, I mean, again, that's, that's after years of therapy of yeah. someone being like, you know, it's the cardinal rule in, in AA. You're powerless over people, places, and things. Right. You know, like it really is. That's the cardinal rule yes. of like, you I know. I spent some time in Al-Anon. Which really, is the, truthfully, the, yeah. like it's it's very helpful in that sense of like, my mother always says this of like, I mean, she she has a lot of like wonderful little things. Um, She's a marriage family therapist, mm-hmm. so it helps a lot. But she Damn. always says, I know. You, you, wait, who's I, that? Your, my mother. Your mo- and so your my mom's sis- a marriage family therapist. My sister's your a sister's psychiatrist. Your sister's a PTSD psychiatrist. My father your father's is a pastor. A pastor, but also, uh, you know, multiple insane degrees on apologetics, which is like scientifically proving there's a God. This is I explaining mean, a lot about explains, how you are who you are. My brother is an incredible singer-songwriter that has the deepest well of emotion I've ever yeah. met out of any human alive. And then throw in um, a body that like you really can't fucking rely on and didn't do yeah. anything to deserve. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. That's a recipe and for then, a lead. And it, it's also a recipe for like my family like my sister is just like I mean she's so growing up she was the most headstrong stubborn child you've ever met in your entire life but what that resulted in is like when she had a sister that she couldn't fix she immediately was like she was a doctor at 26 years old she like like immediately was like I will change things I will change I will find something that I can change and control and like fix this my brother was the peacemaker in the middle that was literally like I have to make the world a better place through love and emotion and happiness right. and he was always the one that made us laugh Just like put more in the in darkest there. time he was always the one that was like the jokester and yeah. made everyone laugh and I mean it, it's just like so it was you know it's like that's such a na- nurture argument of like that's mm-hmm. such a this is why you are the way that you are kind of a a you know, stemming off of that. Yeah. But I forget what my mother, oh, she always says, this is one that it tra- it worked five minutes ago, but it's resent- mm-hmm. um, a, an expectation is a resentment under construction. Um, oh, and it's damn. like, that's really good. It's really good. It's, I mean, it it's an expectation is a resentment under construction. Yeah. So like that constant thing, like we do, we expect Fuck. so much of people. We expect all this, and it's like not communicated or we don't talk about it or we d- we just having that expectation of someone just immediately. Yep. It immediately puts you into being disappointed or being Completely. resentful of who they are as a person. If, if you completely, it's well, a really, that, it's well, really that, that's good. Also, I feel like that's a real big part of like codependency too. Well, that, and you know, she's like, that was her life is like, she struggled with codependency a lot. So like that was her like thing that she had to work through is like, you know, being a people pleaser and, and not doing that. Yeah. You know, codependency gets thrown around a lot 
my favorite simple because it's kind of a blanket. It's kind of like oh, saying it is, IBS. It's kind of like yeah, it's like it's, emotional it's a total, IBS. Yeah, it's like it's like oh, you well, know, you just got codependency. Like, oh, but no, like she was to the point where like it was like literally crushing her as a person Completely. because she was just losing herself mm-hmm. in that. You know, Every and she like day. she she got her the church that they run actually is is predominantly like. um people that have had drug abuse problems and like they're all recovering addicts and stuff. And so her like constant like thing that she recovers from is codependency. She mm-hmm. says like, that's her yeah. problem is like full. Well, codependency. I, I think, um, I don't know the more you learn like brain shit, like, like with ADD stuff, I was learning like, basically it's a problem. My dopamine receptors, they don't yes. retain yeah. dopamine. Yeah. So I'm forced to constantly look for that. Yep. And that when I get a little stimulant that can lock into those dopamine receptors, then I'm like, Oh cool. Now I can be normal. And I think you, once you realize that, like, dope, there's so many, anything that'll give you that hit of dopamine, the hit yes. of serotonin, yeah. anything can become a compulsive behavior. Yes, of course. Yeah. Of course. But no, that was the thing that she said that always, like, it, it sits with me more than anything else she's ever said is resent, uh, is yeah, well, expectation. Yeah, I mean, people are fucking obsessed with that shit, too. I think, like, no, I mean, sorry, that's a wrong way to say it. I, <laughs> I think people have a compulsion. People love that they have, uh, they have unconscious compulsions to um, build houses on sand, to yeah. go like I'm working so hard. Yes. And where are you? And I yes. look what I'm doing. And then you're like, why? Why did you? There's a really dumb internet like sketch I saw a while ago that I fucking love, I think about all the time. Yeah. There's this couple and this um and this woman is like going like I just don't it just hurts all the time and it's right here it's like right in my face constantly it's constant pain I don't know what it is and like it pulls out the camera pulls out and she's got a nail sticking out of her yeah, head yeah, yeah. and then the the boyfriend figure is like I don't want to like you know say anything out of turn i just want to present an idea but i it might be the nail and she goes it's not about the nail it's not the nail why do you always make it about the nail and i think about that all the fucking time about how literally like how literal that is such a like it's such a vicious problem you're like hey you built the house so you'd get upset that it was gonna fall apart because you built it on sand or like you know yes that's so good man expectation is resentment under construction that's really good i know resentment feels so good because resentment feels so close to like it also well and also we talk about it a lot del and i talk about a lot how resentment in like it's it's just another guided way of saying cynicism and we're mm. in a, an industry comedy is a really cynical industry like you yeah. are constantly talking about like the cynicism about like this guy and like like right. it, it is a cynics industry it truly yes. is like if you think about like perspective and how people talk about it and like and what you find funny i mean there's people like bill burr is a cynic through and through and it's funny it's hilarious because you it relate to it and it's like all those things so it's difficult especially in this industry to like not be resentful in a cynic because it's also something that you find very funny well i i don't i i uh i don't know and maybe i may give myself too much credit here i (laughs) i feel like i've got a little bit of a a radar some with comedians where i'm like that cynicism again even things you hate even things that you think are absurd it's like there's something in and i don't know i may be totally wrong i like bill burr i think like bill burr's funny i you know i I know he says that makes people uncomfortable and stuff sometimes sure but i i I truly feel like 
when Bill Burr laughs at the end of his like cynical, yeah. I really like his quality that he always has on on late night shows where he's like, I don't know, I just well, here's the thing I see, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. It seems, yeah, and, and, he, and he laughs, and the laugh at the end is kind of always one that infused me of like, uh, humans are fucking hilarious, like they're yeah. just great. Well, these dummies whole, like, running these around, dummies. like dogs, like yeah. dogs, and you're just like these fucking totally. dumb dogs eating their shit. I feel like it's like that, and it comes from a place of kind of like affection and fondness for their idiocy and stupidity and. I cynicism. think I think those are the ones that make it. Tend to tend to have longevity with it I for sure. So is the ones that you, are like you can is, tell. this human condition is amazing, isn't yes. it? Like yes. that's the one that the people, you know. It's well, like there's cynics that like like Louis C.K. is truly a cynic. Like he truly is one. I yes. think you know. But and he's, he's and again somebody else. Then this gives the art artist conversation, which I don't think we're going to start now. We're too deep in, and you know. <laughs> but like like because uh, he's when you're talking about the thing about the comparison. Yes. he is a something he says in his show. He said in a show one time to his kid in the show where he goes, um, the only the only time to look in your neighbor's bowl is to make sure he has enough or the yeah. only the only reason to look in your neighbor's bowl is to make sure he has enough yeah and that's it check they got enough okay and anything beyond that worrying about what other people have is so not important yeah and, and you know just making sure that the f- they're not drowning or starving um but that's weird because tip most most uh most artists i can't really separate the artist from the art I know. Um, it's been, I mean, well, it, I think it is a struggle. It's, it is, it is genuinely, it really is a struggle now. And especially, I think we're moving forward into a thing now where it's like, okay, you know, un- unfortunately, like in the past, we have had this guise of like what society tells you is okay and like what is pushing as this and how women were treated and they were just treated incredibly poorly and as a second rate citizen yeah. and blah, 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 blah. Completely. So it's like, so there is fault in, in you as a person if, if you choose to do some things, but there truly is a fault in the society. There truly is it a truly fault is. in what there is accepted or this. Now we're at that place now of being like, okay, we're done okay, like now it's not okay anymore. So like yes. now you get to know better. I, I, think I that constantly is, I think, think is, about it. Like how, how would it have been? Like, I think about the people that I like, I, I'm in love with like the Marx brothers. Like they're, they're mm-hmm. gods to me. Okay. And I'm like, if I were to find something out about them, they have like how well, good thing you horrible. Chaplain, you know? I know. I'm right. Like what if like what if Harpo was <laughs> Married a, total a fucking fifteen year old, you know? Monster. I mean, like, probably truthfully, was. Like, probably I mean, let's was. be real. But like People it's it's a difficult thing. It's a it really is a difficult thing for me to separate and be like, well, do I just not think that they're brilliant and amazing yeah. and whatever right no, that I, they I are now? Or? The point is that we overcome our compulsions. I mean, like oh, when, totally. when we talk about the werewolf thing, and I think it's really important not to act like we're all fucking normal, clean people. No. Like. I like S and M shit. I think we have dark shit in ourselves. You have to know I, I, that about I it. I do combat sports like partially and and a great deal submission grappling to deal with like Thanatos fears <laughs> and impulses. Yeah. It fucking as much as I learn uh, from humility of having somebody choke me out and simulating sure. my own death. As as much as I have to acknowledge the joy in <laughs> fucking taking someone's life. Like sure. that's what it is. Sure. They tap. You don't do it. Never because you create a respectful safe environment to explore sure. these these dark parts of also, yourself. Also, those, those inklings are your inklings and they're not... It's like one of those like accepting yeah. of like, yeah. Well, I think that's part of why the society, people are... Like you said, um, I think you said something earlier. There's that kind of idea though about like when somebody's really yelling and pointing at something a lot, like that really bothers them, yeah. probably it's start to like look at that issue oh, in themselves. A hundred percent. And I think society being able to like with the with some of the stuff, like the, the movements, which are good movements, overall Wonder, yeah i do think there's an extra aggression from like well not all men the guys who do that stuff oh, yes. that is completely like 
um, let's look in the fucking mirror, but hold dude. On. Uh, you know, like, I mean, even Dell was telling, you know, because he is, I mean, well, I, won't, I won't call to him finish a beta up, like, male. Finish, I would say that the, the werewolf thing, like the, the, yes. se- the sex impulse thing is like going back to the Marx Brothers, you know, it's like people do fucked up things. Yes. You know? Yeah. You should have boundaries to understand that our people yes. exist and, and, uh, and not allow your because your chemicals will dehumanize humans. Yes. As soon as you're fucking hungry and got to pee, people aren't humans to you. Yeah. You're like, get the fuck out of my way. Yeah. You know. And if you add in like horniness and and some latent <laughs> rage. rage and stuff yeah. like that, it's it, you know resentment. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. That, I mean, it's you all... get it. You can see the soup. Yes. If we could dialogue about this earlier in life and and not demonize it completely, perhaps it wouldn't be spewed yeah. and, and and preying upon people. Well, it's the same thing of like, but it's also like if. If we weren't treated as sexual objects, if we weren't treated as objects instead of this, then it wouldn't be like, then I don't think it would be a thing that even is a coming into play. It'd be like a yes, no situation. We'd all move on. But like, there's such a weird stigma about like repressing those sexual urges. There's such a weird stigma about like all those things that it's like. To me, it's about, I I really think you have to be able to have a dialogue with it because like when you're a, when you're a a young boy, you know, even even if you you have sisters and and moms and females in your life who are not sexual objects to you, I do think the same way when you're hungry and thirsty and you have to go to the bathroom, suddenly people are like, just get out of the fucking line and you, you know, don't care who or what they are. They're about their experience. Yeah. No matter how empathetic you are or whatever, there is a, a there are times when you're like, I just want that person. I want, well, yeah, self-preservation, which in a meta sense, but like your chemicals are just saying like that are making people objects. I think mm. anybody who has lusted after anybody in their life without knowing who they are, without like, you know, where they just walk into the room mm. and you go, mm, you know? I get it. Everyone's Michael done B. Jordan. that. I get it. Hmm? Michael B. Jordan. I get it. Michael B. Jordan. Precisely. Literally, in Black Panther, I was alone in the movie theater. Yes. And literally, there was a moment totally in which something happened. And I was like, burf. Uh-huh. Like, it was like a burger. What did you say on, on Valley Folk Podcast? I literally, Give me a like, canoe. I was like, I'm, I, it, was, it was a full canoe situation. I was like, goodbye. See you. going down the but river, everyone. I just, I just feel like, it's, so let's not pretend we don't understand the sure. objectification no. impulse. What we should not accept is saying like you as this fucking you animal body this now. Yes. that you de- yeah you deserve it or that you can't fucking control it. Like, yeah. this is a hilarious thing I think when you get into like uh, especially like right leaning men and men's rights and yes. all this is like they love the concept of lifting by the bootstraps when applied to economics or getting stronger or like, or like you fucking, you're sad about being poor. Yeah. Why don't you just get smarter and get out of your situation and make it happen like a Navy SEAL would, you know? Yes. Self-determination, (laughs) self-governance. When it's fucking has a vagina and it makes you feel feelings about, then it's, then it's like, well, what the fuck could I do? I don't know. I have no fucking control over this. I don't know what it is. Pick you know, me up by my bootstraps like, and where'd not you go to, where's rail your, that woman. Yeah, where's your fucking bootstraps impulse about like you have control over your destiny when it when <laughs> or suddenly you, or your dinker? I'm yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, but now you're horny. Whoopsie <laughs> okay. doozy. You get it. What can I? What can I do? Like a Navy SEAL that was extremely yeah. horny. Yeah, he needed yeah. to get <laughs> men. Men just need to start like applying libertarian Tr- men truthfully. need to apply their disgusting and impoverished yes. uh, capitalist principles <laughs> to, to their peepees, and then you'd be yeah, and you yeah, be fine we'll be good actually some of them do so then you get into that volcel nofap community that's yeah. just like me and my friends talk about all the time now we're <laughs> like um i uh we're the ne- never never come the never come society we're just oh, like I, yeah I, we're just yeah. like i would never give away my power never. in this way never <laughs> you're like good 
Good luck sustaining it. Have a good time. Just awful. But but I think um with the objectification, with the kind of thing, I, I do think this becomes important then to separate oneself from the value in, that you feel implicit by the feelings or things that happen to your vessel. And to start to just mm. to, to understand like Okay, my body it might be monstrous and have like feelings and the chemicals True. that tell it to do things. I don't need to do what they say though. And creating that dialogue that then also can understand when things happen to me or when I'm yeah. about, and that, that that creates this again this space of allowance to go like I I uh you need to take responsibility for what yeah. you did and what you're going through, but I can also start to separate the thing that's struggling to take responsibility exists and struggling to have a dialogue with the thing. Yeah. And if you can start that dialogue earlier, which I think is connected to, to like self-hatred around vanity and body problems and body, you know, image problems or just starting to go like, Oh, it's not me. It's just my, like I, uh, I, I, I get stopped by my reflection frequently because I don't <laughs> identify with it. Do you know what I'm saying? All the time. Do, I actually do you, genuinely do, you know do. I actually genuinely do. I seriously, I, you know, some someone will go like, well, "Fucking checking yourself out." Well, no, and and I, I, I just go like, "What the I fuck is that?" I genuinely do viciously because they always like. I I did. I was like a Weight Watchers leader for a very long time, and it was always like they always have that weird, stupid phrase of like, you know, it's like the skinny girl that was trapped within, and it's like I don't, I don't. That's what they say. They say, "Well, it's like you know, it's like you feel like a skinny girl trapped in a fat girl's body, kind of a thing. Like that's a common thing that, like, huh. I mean, not all people of that, but like people. That's interesting. It's a constant thing of like people with weight problems always say that they felt like they were this trapped into this body, and truthfully, like with however my weight has ever ever been fluctuating constantly, which it is." It's like one of those things of like, I, I don't ever feel that way. And then you feel a weird guilt for not feeling that way. Or you feel a weird um, guilt for like being on the thicker side of things and then not having this like a insane propensity to be that like body positive movement. Like right. you're like, it, it's such a weird thing where you're just like, I consistently go with the like, I don't, I know who I think I am. I know what I think I look like. And it never seems to match up like, but it's not Ooh, in a negative mm-hmm. or a, it literally is just one of those things of like, I just don't think that that's who I am. Like, right. I don't ever know that I'm short. Exactly. I never know that. I, I never know that I'm short until people tell me that I'm short. It's so funny because it's, ever, it's ever. hard for even for me to hear you say, I don't think that's who I am and not interpret that as a value. Like you saying, I think I'm better than that. And not just hearing the black and white. No, I don't feel that no, that's I don't feel that that's connected who I, to no. that thing. But like that's also the same a thing of like the same body. It's like every all the body. Like it's like I don't ever like that's not who I am as a person. That doesn't garner right. my worth. That right. doesn't anything like all of that. Like it's the same with the like gender and with the body and with the, all that. Like all those things tied into one. I'm like I really I just don't I just don't think that matters to who I am as a person. Yeah, I think that's why it's so elusive to me. Like when Tom already said that thing, it's like why that's so nice is to just mm-hmm. be like. I guess it's just never really mattered to me and it's frustrating that it matters to others. Like Yeah, I it's I think it's hard for people to say that of course that's a reality that yes. your body has chemicals fully, and things fully, and, fully. and it's you just by being a person you are political. Yeah. You know, that there is it's informed by that. And saying that matters and that's real and also I'm allowed to be or see or feel any other fucking thing. Yeah. And and it's just people are so binary. It's so hard for them. It's it's like um as you know, I think it's hard for people to uh promote self-responsibility um and also not victim shame. You yeah, know? True. To, yeah. to say like, "Hey, you didn't do anything wrong to have bad things happen to you." Yeah. Also, 
here are things you could do to mitigate those happening to you. <laughs> yeah, truthfully. And it's like, you're a fucking monster for saying that. How yeah. dare you tell but no, me that? But truthfully, but wait, it's what? like, it's helpful. Yeah, it's empowering. It's, it's also one of those things of like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta know that stuff. And you just have understanding, to... I think that's a, a bigger thing of just saying like, hey, paradox is real. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to tell you, but like, things that are directly contradict each other exist yeah. in the same place at the same time every fucking day of your life. And if you don't get used to yeah. that, you're never gonna, I don't know. Of the, of the constant challenge of that, yeah, yeah. People just need to pick. Again, getting back to that first thing, this people need ready. things to be real. They need things to be like cert- this and not that. You need certainty. They need certainty in in every sense. Yeah, of the word. I, you're right. I'm getting shaky with real because real. I do believe things are real. That, yeah. See, that gets paradoxical too because that's the existential thing. That's like, do but you, you can't even. I mean, like you're you're wormholing. You are. That's I mean, what they're. Do- this is welcome to my good bad brain. <laughs> I just think it's important to say, like, to me, the realization is. Nothing makes any sense. Reality, existence, the perfect zone in which life could have developed and this thing we're having makes no, it doesn't make any sense. So what are the inherent truths then? To me, like, well, to me, that seems implicit. That's like, and that's why it's so special. That's why it matters. That's Mm -hmm. why we should, to me, it's like. uh, You don't think, I mean, like, there's like truth, like, I think there's truth in like the things that I know that are positive, like the things that I know are, are an inherent truth. Like, I know inherently that like people deserve love, that love is real, that like. Like that is my inherent truth. Is how did like, you come to that? Um, wanting it, being the soul, being that that is the sole thing that I've ever wanted. To me, that's w- why you're a good person. Well, like, thank you. I mean, this is what I mean by that. I think every human being faces this question of solipsism yes. at some point early in your life, yeah. right? This idea that I'm the only one; it's all in my head. Yes. You come out the other end of that reality which is connected to existential the existential truth that nothing matters and it's just here yeah and you come out the other side and, and uh i guess a bad person would say and that's why i can do whatever the fuck i want blah, sure, blah, sure, blah. sure yeah a good person goes oh wait everybody has the solipsistic question yes this depth and breadth of experience that i'm having which is inherent within everyone. Is inherent within everyone. Which is also and why it challenges like who they are as people, like why yes. they strive, so why they have the perception that they do, why they tend to go negative well, or positive. And like you said, you, wa- you wanted that love so much, so you knew that it was important that everybody else deserved it. It's the same thing you say, you know what a fucking tragedy, how how a, a sort of like antithetical to, to reality feeling is attached to that transgression against somebody's sovereignty that you go that inherently just feels so toxic to the fabric of reality no one should have that. no one should have it yeah and then you becomes your mode of living to do everything you can not like not like bill you know but in your day-to-day yeah it becomes to respect that yeah and encourage that encourage that space and that permission in other people i understand that but so that's why i think like that i don't know coming out so you have the realization that goes i all i want is love and people to be kind and good to me Mm -hmm. and then going like oh and that's what everybody else deserves what everyone else and also i mean but again that's also what i just think is the borderline thing of like that's what people want period and if they know how to get that or how to elicit that or or why they are striving for it in a different way yes. or or like what fuels them in that sense. And I think that's the self-preservation thing consistently of like whether or not they're assholes or whether or not they're this, whether or not they're that is literally boils down to that acceptance and love. I completely so agree. Weird. I think that nature nurture question they had earlier is part of that too, where yes. I really truly believe if you are raised with the implicit understanding that there will always be enough love for you, there will be extra. It doesn't run out. Then 
I don't think you treat other people poorly because you're not worried about there not being enough Mm. love, like kindness, generosity, uh, you know, like that there is a pyramid and the best ones get up there. Well, I mean, it is, it's a very, you know, like I was, I'm fortunate. I'm fortunate that I come from a very like, I mean, we both truthfully, yes, truthfully. I mean, it really is. That we kind of were raised with like a lot of It's a little, that's it really. And also like in, you know, for his, is different as they were with religion and with this other thing. Acceptance was very real in my household. Acceptance was very like my weirdness was never shamed. Right. My oddity. It was like, you want to, you want to dance? You want to sing? You want to do weird puppetry? Like, great. They're getting me guitars. They're getting me puppets. They're getting, you know, like they're honing everything. None of it was. So this to me is the the defiance thing, by the way, the fallacy of defiance thing is if, is I truly believe also if, if, uh, Parents are fucking miserable to somebody. They go, don't be fucking weird. They punish you for everything yes. outside the room. Yeah. It's because they love you. Oh, yeah. It's because they don't want you to fucking have a hard you time in life. I think not that they know it immediately, but I think that's why mm. they were raised that way and somebody else, because it all comes down well, to I this think, lack. I think that's all, but I think that's that can obviously be fear, though. I think that's fear of like, you know, it's it like is. The, it's a fear that know, there's not yeah. enough. It's a fear that like you're going to get fucked by life. It's a fear, blah, blah, blah. It's a fear that life is going to punish you because you so stepped outside you mean, the it's norm. It's not necessarily love that's in them. It's, 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 them, it's them trying to protect to you like is that love oh, well, so is not that necessarily love? It's yes not, I, I, I don't know i, I, I don't know if that's because love right. in that's its fair. weird form is very pure and very honest and very you know like love in it in its form i think is is pure is non-judgmental is is that and non-possessive so that is, non-controlling i think you're right you're right you're right i've never thought about this till right now that like love this is my this is literally a, an expression of my like my vessel true self-concept yes. and all of our identity is is a is a that feels so real as a physical reality the the interpretation of, of love as wanting you to survive or something like that is wrong. That's like, that's no, like, a, yeah, it's a, that's not. a trick of the biology that says we need to keep the things going. So that doesn't mean we're necessarily going to make the healthiest choice for the, no, the true it's, self. It's not, that's, the vessel not to keep going. that's not like, that's not, but it bad. is so often mistaken. I think that's considered oh, yeah. love. Oh yeah. I'm trying to, the, the, again, defiance. I created a hard situation, a boy named Sue. I'm going to create a bad situation for you. So you overcome it. You'll so you be overcome tough. It, so and that's what love is. That's but it's love. like, no, it's not. It's it's really truthfully not. That's like, that's akinning to whatever thing in your heart yeah. that you went. It's survival. But that's not, yeah. And survival, once again, survival, that's fine. But survival Preservation, that's fine, but it's not. No, I think in its, in its inherent form is not that. It's not, there's not, I mean, it's a difficult thing too, because like, that's also the, the weird thing that like, you know, I don't know this, like the pathos, the ethos, the eros, all of those different forms of love that uh, there's certain loves I haven't experienced yet. Like, hmm. so right now, uh, Joe Beretta literally asked me this question the other day and he was like, you have your kid, your children in one room and your husband in the other and someone, you, you, they don't know, but you're, they're going to, someone's going to kill them. Who right. do you choose, you know, to die? Yeah. And I was like, right now, I don't know the love of motherhood. No, I don't know I, that love. Right. I assume it'll be transformative. I assume, you especially assume. because I have a lot of love to give. Right. You know, it's like, I, I am a naturally nurturing and compassionate person. Because well, so I you don't get a know cocktail, that. Because I think you get a cocktail of both like your organic like machines sure. telling you, keep this fucking thing alive. Sure. But you then also. Then you have that a weird thing of, you know, of actual thing. But Right now, because told- it mixes in with your rea- your realization of I want love so much, every being deserves that, and now you have a fresh one that no one's have- fucked with. No, You're like, yeah. I better do everything I, I can do- to make sure this one's blood. got it. It's your blood. It's that weird like 
chemical I mean is that, that is coursing through your veins. But I even told, I told Joe, I was like, I, right now I don't know the love of motherhood. So I would genuinely have to keep Delman alive because my love for him is something that I didn't know until five years ago. Didn't know until this weird experience of like, of truly, um, T- truly in one of its rawest form not that it ha- doesn't have a million problems because everyone does but like it's one of those like in its rawest form of like i want you to succeed in any way shape or form i love you with like every facet of yourself mm-hmm. even the stuff that you want to hide from me like i love that you want to hide that from me because it's an imperfection and like those weird things of like i haven't experienced that until until just recently so to like still be awakening all those little facets of love within yeah. myself is so fascinating that well, I like think that'll keep happening Oh, I can't wait. I mean, I, I genuinely I, I can't wait. Like, it's one of those things of like, it's a weird thing to like, I have dogs that like people judge me constantly and they think I'm ridiculous. But like truth, we have no form of communication. We do not speak the same language yet. I love them with every fiber of my being. Well, and the, you know, and there you like, go. That, that, but that's like you, there's certainly ways you there's communicate. That inher- yeah, oh, of course. No, you but I'm just saying like, but there's no real way of, you know, it's like they don't talk. They don't like, but that's the other thing of like in its rawest, purest form. Like, I just love them. Like, yeah. I love him. I know that I do. It's like such a, it's a touch of trade crazy yeah. thing. I don't know. We have um, really, ooh, we've been fucking we've jamming. I circles. could do this like fucking. I could uh, too. Th- this I'm about, but I'm doing this on purpose. I want, I want one of these like three hour long extravagant. How long we're is it? Two. We're at two now. We're two. What's going to happen right now is I'm going to pee again. Maybe you have to pee. I don't know. <laughs> and then I'll do my dumb little wrap up questions. questions then okay. we'll be done. Great. Okay. Love it. Thanks okay. a lot. Okay. Bye. Okay. Well. Bye. I love you. I love you. Love you. Five of my being. Okay, bye. Okay. <laughs> That's exactly her. She is an innate love. Like, Weasel needs trust. Weasel, Weasel needs to, like, really think uh, about things. But she literally is, like, innately, like, I love you so much. She's my best friend in the whole wide world. <laughs> What's your name again? <laughs> Who are you? Great. I love you. <laughs> That's so, uh, that is very much Frankenstein. That dog. is dogs. That, that is, is dogs. The love, that is, the love she of dogs. Truly is that dog. Truly. Um, okay. All right. I'm now ready. is the portion that I'm for some portion. semblance of structure to my show. Beautiful. This sure. concluding section will be vaguely the same every time. So mm-hmm. six quick cues. <laughs> six. <laughs> six, six quick, quick cues. very heavy cues yeah, Great. Six, six quick cues okay they don't have you don't have to go um, whatever first one is do you have any consistent practices uh primarily i'm interested in physical practices first and then if you like mental or spiritual emotional kind of things i mean uh no unfortunately like i mean i do with i pray a lot i pray constantly really oh yeah I constantly. Is, how does pray prayer manifest for you um i think prayer manifests in self uh it's self-reflection it literally okay. is like that's really and truthfully what it's become to me um i prayed a lot when i was a kid obviously because of growing up in the house that i did like but it was also i noticed from day one it was like a really really great way to have just self-reflection when you and pray do you do you uh do you just start having a talk in your head do you talk out loud do you talk put my your head hands together most of the time no it's not like it's not like you know sitting on the edge of the bed putting my hands together mm-hmm. you know whatever it literally is like having a dialogue because i feel like if there is I am a believer in like a higher power like I am yeah that's something that I do genuinely think what it's defined as I, I, I say I, I, I say know. God all the time and like refer yeah. to God and whatever and and typically I it's just like 
I think people love to split hairs and they politicize everything. And they say, if you say God, that probably means you mean a fucking bearded dude throwing light. No, no, no. And that's the truth of it. I really, I mean, like, I'm going to say weird things of like, I, I really think it's leaning more in the mother sense of like, well, that's sure. what, like on every level. I always for me, think, that's what I, I've always pictured is like, if it is going to be like defined by some man, it's going to yeah. be the most kind. I never think of it even as like a sentient. I think it's something when, when people say like, we can't comprehend the mind of God or something like that. I, I don't know. To me, to me, it's all metaphorical. Right. And it's like, it's just so much easier than saying like, uh, when someone goes like, Oh, you believe God, it, it just, it's so much easier than going like, well, what do you, what do you call it when you love something for no reason and blah, blah. And it's just there and you can feel it. Or what yeah. do you call it when like the universe for whatever reason, you just feel like, Oh, I'm not alone for a second or whatever. Do you want to like get into splitting hairs? This is what really that is, or, beautiful. Or just call it one syllable. God, uh, God. Easy. Yeah. No. And it, I really think I really do. I mean, I, I've always believed in that. And that's something that actually hasn't really wavered to me is that like, because I know my circumstances, and I know like who I am yeah. and, and those weird things that like yes I could define a lot of different things by different things but I when I died which I have um the what do you mean what yeah oh yeah I've died what does that mean I know I've I've, I've died on the table do I've I know died, this yeah, I don't know, I don't if, know, I know if you this. do but no I've died and in when I did like it was a very specific thing that happened in my brain and it's like one of those weird feelings of like um you know, I, I don't know how else to describe it, but like just actualized as a human kind of a thing. Like you're like, oh, this is safe and this is secure. And and so the only thing I genuinely remember and, and again, there's all these scientific ways that you could absolutely justify it of like it was blindingly white, blindingly just clean and silent and that weird like, you know, no noise, no nothing. And then mm. there was a couch, a red couch with... um these claws like you know on the claw feet of a constant victory it's a victorian yeah. era couch it's very common now mm-hmm. um but like a victoria era couch that was red deep red and it had these claws feet and i remember climbing up on the couch which seemed astronomically big at the time onto a lap of something i just knew that it was a lap of who or what i don't know mm. but i climbed up onto a lap and i was insanely safe insanely warm and just say like the, not an ounce of fear not an ounce of panic not an ounce of anything was in me whether or not a dialogue happened or anything i don't remember but i just remember literally climbing up onto that and being like i don't know where i am but i know it's safe i don't know what's happening but i know i'm fine like that weird but truthfully i don't know if i've ever felt that again (laughs) in my in Mm -hmm. my lifetime yeah you know which is a crazy thought in that sense of like i really don't know if i've ever felt that again truthfully and i think that is a weird thought to have it is it's a crazy it's a crazy thought my dad is a pastor and he literally said that one guy died on the table for a couple of minutes and he you know it's like why we have that constant talk of heaven and and all these different dialogues that we have and and the guy said he's like you know i i for for that minute and something he's like he described it a little bit and then he literally told my dad he's like i have a family i have children that i love i have grandkids that i love i have a wife that i love deeply and all i can think about is going back there and it like i mean it it's so heavy it's so heavy to think about i, I just want to say to counter that uh <laughs> just i think this is interesting my mom had like a little brush with death earlier sure. this year like a couple of months ago that was really random and fucking just weird as fuck she had like a a, a surgery to get some benevolent but like love yes. out of her neck we know yeah. something silly Whatever, silly, and almost died, you know. And Always. she said that she was. Uh, she said she was laying on the. She said she could sense the uh, 
spirits or liminal beings, she described them, whatever, mm-hmm. and that and, and that there was no sense of dread or anything bad like that, but that the the next thing she said was um she loves being alive so much. And I thought it was very profound and moving to me to think that when her spiritual answer faced with it's okay to be dead. It's okay to be here. Yeah. You're fine. We love you. We're here. Was I love being alive so much. So much. Yeah. And I think that's really important. That's that's uh, fascinating because I, I think that would be a really hard, dark, scary thought to escape if you wanted to get back there so bad. Yeah. But also something to say like, I believe that's valuable. If it's wonderful there, there's something here that is really I don't want to get away from until no, I have and I to. Think, I mean, I think that's why it's a consistent constant that always comes up of like it's not your time yet or like that is so constant in in a lot of storytelling of like around the in multiple religions around the world of like of it not being your time to go and Mm -hmm. i truthfully think that that is a part of it i truthfully think that that is like a deciding factor of things like what it is i don't know but it's like of that like hey you have work to do still or that literally is in i was reading this whole thing about death and it literally like it's a constant it is in so many different levels of storytelling of like 1700s to now mm-hmm. of like, you know, Jesus Christ and all these different times of like all these teachings of like when it's your time, what your timeline is and what the mm-hmm. time for you to to leave this plane of existence and move on to another plane of existence. It's like, yeah, I think it truthfully plays such a factor. I have in a it. weird kind of it's not fate like fate's not the right term for it. It's I think it's difficult for us to comprehend any of this stuff because the same way if it's possible that God has a sentience that is like ours or something mm-hmm. like that. It's possible that we're just a simulation and other people are like playing a video game version of us or whatever. I think about it constantly now because I keep getting Facebook ads in my Instagram timeline. It's aggressive. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just your it's phone. Like I this for, is your phone I listening for to one couch and yeah. now it's everywhere. Yeah. With a, with clawed feet. It's all oh, red. God, all of it. There, that's what you're going to start seeing now. Now mm-hmm. you're really going to be I, out. It probably is, you know. Uh, but no, I think that like I, the idea of a, a, of a creation or something, it's more like like uh, to me it's not sentient more it would be more like gravity like if, mm. you could, if you could comprehend love as like gravity or yeah. like just the, a law of the universe yeah. that is generally benevolent uh or or you know like leaning towards so then, harmony yes like the way crystal structures uh cre- are created or or like um fragment you know mathematical fragment what's that called uh fractions Fractals, fractals, sure. fractals. You know, the, the way like nature tends towards a kind of harmony. Mm-hmm. To me, that is more of a... More of the thing. So then, of, I mean, of, of I mean the that's, God, that's when the God you concept the God is. concept of it. Which then to me, I think, again, the way I think time is definitely all happening at once. It's just something we can't comprehend or envision. It yes. would be like that. Like yeah. there's something that when we... I have this weird belief about the New versus the Old Testament, okay? <laughs> Where I believe that, like, the Old Testament's all very judgy, very fucking, like, kill your son for me and all this stuff. Sure. This d- vengeful God, vengeful right? God. Leviticus and stuff like that. And I and I, and I I feel like there's something in the metaphor of the two books, which is, um, which was like, uh, hey, God keeps punishing you. God kind of throwing this inquiry at people of, like, I keep fucking telling trust? them Can not to this? do Can this you, stuff. Yeah. Why do you keep fucking doing yeah. it? I tell you not to do it. And kind of going, like, oh, you think it's so fucking easy? You try it. And he go, and kind of God going, like, okay, I will. I'm going to come down there down. and be yeah. Jesus. And then as soon as he is Jesus, as soon as he's in this dumbass body he built for us with all these fucking chemicals and shit, sure. suddenly the message is like, oh, 
hey, just be nice to each Love other. Each you other. know, you know Love what I mean. Each other. Hey, you well, know what? You have, know, it, yeah, it's my, really crazy. It's really, it's really crazy. It really is. But like that, that thing of being yeah. like, that's us. We may have, I think we all have the spark of whatever God is in us, <laughs> and it's all connected to each other. Yeah. But when we're on Earth or doing this three dimensional thing. We are just coming. We're just, you know, you're hey, just you, trying to be nice. We are, uh, we are the the. If you stuck your finger in a glass of cold water and yeah. you were just feeling the coldness of the tip of your finger, and if we are just that, the the coldness in the tip of the finger, the rest is and the spirit and the, is all the rest of the I stuff. I mean, you're talking about like iceberg, yeah, some, or the tip of it, and then there's all this. Huge well, uh, no, I really do mean like the sensation where I'm saying like like you're saying uh, that we're cold tip in uh, the finger. You are the, the glass. we're the nerve ending in the tip of the finger that is experiencing coldness. Sure, are, we have such a limited perspective of the of the larger organism we're attached sure. to. Okay, I get that now. I understand what you're saying. Transdimensional sure. sense. Sure. So the time that we spend here, we are the toe dipped in the water, being like, well, let's see what it's like in this three dimensional version on. of Earth and being yeah. a person with the organic meat body of all these chemicals we have no say over. And how do we interact with that? And then the time. And then when you die, you're just leaving it and going back to whatever the big pool of golden energy Sims. that we're all attached yeah. to is. The Sims game that someone's playing. Okay, with so all your of us. practice is dying, basically. <laughs> <laughs> your common practice yes, is dying, common reflecting practice is upon dying. Reflecting on upon dying. Sure. That's very samurai of you. Thank you. They say that in the Hagakure. I've, I think about it all the time. The, the, well, because the idea of the samurai as like a role in society was that you don't exist. You only exist in service to a, a retainer. Ooh, okay. And that like that was you sure. body and that like in order to be a functional samurai there's this whole thing about like daily meditation on one's own death sure envisioning being torn apart they go very specifically torn apart i mean and, that and saying seems like, like a with, lot without that you are incapable of action they say because <laughs> you're attached to it yeah anyway i mean i i am attached to being alive currently. i am i am as well i am attached to living this currently yeah because there's certain things that i still want to experience so i feel like i have to you know I do. I have to. What do you want? What do you have? Do you have anything in particular? Oh, I, I do want to experience motherhood. I think I, I really? really, yeah, legitimately. I feel like less and less. Oh, that's such a fucking hole. We, I can't do it right now. Do you want it? You want I'll it? just, I'll just, my piece of it is genuinely, uh, it is such a, an incredible thing mm-hmm. for a woman. Like sure. it really truthfully is it's like, I can grow a life and I can give and form a life. Like, that is, it's yeah, so, I feel like if you because can do it's it. so gender specific and it's so just like, this is I just such think, a beautiful gift in that sense that it truly is something that I'm like, I, it's something in my life of, I feel like I have to experience it because, because what a privilege, yeah. what a privilege to be in this. Just like, it's like a privilege to be in a man thing. And I'm sure yeah. your guys' orgasms are uh, cool and you no, can no, no, fight. No. I, I feel like, but, I feel like, I feel like though what, uh, what you're saying is tr- is a kind of like, Hey, if it's on the table for me, then I want to try it out. I think there's a. I That's think a to- a, it's a totally yellow situation. Like I can't, for lack of a better term. But I, I also think it's important to be like, it's on the. T- some people, it's not on the table for them. Totally, you know what I mean. And I don't think it Truth. makes them less like. Well, and some people, no, I, don't, or anything, I would know? never actually say that ever. But I'm just saying for me, it's one of those things of like, it. it is such an incredibly fascinating thing for me, it's and so it's such insane. a, it's such a. What a beautiful gift that I get to experience yeah, that in my one crazy, life that I'm given. Like, like you just grow it in there. And you just grow it in there. You just weird. have it, and you just. I'm also like, there's it's certain have all these just that shit. power of like, yeah, it's a. It, there's a power thing that I genuinely want to experience, and also just that weird Be a like gateway. Yeah, your vi- vessel, my gateway. Who knows? Who honestly? Also, the Goddamn. the thing of like loving loving someone to that depth. That's a certain form of love that I genuinely haven't experienced. That I I truthfully. Mm-hmm feel like i need to 
And the, and again, does everyone? Absolutely not. Do I judge them for him? Absolutely not. Like, no. Yeah. It really is one of those things. But for me, yeah, that's absolutely something I right. want to experience. I told you Because I also know that I know that I have I see that it like, in me to give that. I know, I know I have it in me to give that love to someone. I see it as like, if I could dunk on a basket, you know, <laughs> I'd be like, I got to dunk, you yeah. know, I got to see what dunking Honestly, is like. Totally. Look, I've been six foot eight. With a 42 inch if vertical. You can, if you can dunk. I've been that way for 30 dunk. years of my life and just haven't dunked yet. You gotta dunk. I gotta dunk. I gotta dunk. I gotta man. see what dunking is like. I gotta like. blast a kid out of this thing. You know? <laughs> It'd be dope. It'd be really nice if you could just dunk a kid out of Dude, your Dude, wouldn't badge, it be? That's you know? the only thing that scares me. But also, that fear, <laughs> that fear really, I love that. Like, that I is. I do love that. I just love the idea about, of like, that challenge in the birthing like, room, you know? <laughs> Turn it off. No, it's gonna be good for it. Brian, turn it off. Pump it up a little. Lamp up banana. Just like you're staring on the barrel of a head coming out of a body. Hey, turn it off. Hey, the nurses and the doctor can't help themselves. They just keep going. Hey. We're so sorry. You're doing so good. Push. All right. Don't. Benny the Bull is there. Hey. That's exactly it. That's exactly I'm sorry what I to, want. Uh, no, I think it's perfect. Do that it, bit. I think it needs to be minimized. <laughs> I do what too. Else? I really do what? too. <laughs> Being so fucking precious about like, oh, I grew one in me. Oh, it's so beautiful. You, would, you only say that oh. now, but you would be so, you, if you could, you would be so exhausting about it. <laughs> <laughs> I could, would. You would. If you I'd could be know like, life, you would you know be it's so like? ex- I mean, yeah, we it's would true. just. But as a result, I don't know. You'd be I don't on know. another plane and I we'd th- all be sitting there being like, well, for the love of God. I feel like. We just asked you if you want onions in this salad. <sighs> like, we didn't yeah. talk about anything else. There's no reason why you need to I tell feel us like the, everything. The, 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 my, whatever misanthropy I may have had at different, different <laughs> years of my life has started to manifest in just my feeling about kids. And I'm like, I don't fucking care, dude. I don't they got you enough will. of these goddamn oh, things. You will. I went through a phase of that. I remember going through a phase in my like late 20s of an irrational, like, I'm guess I'm pregnant, you know? <laughs> that was just I like, wonder if it'll happen as you get older. I wonder if there's something of like, that'll happen. That'll happen. Yeah. I was talking about this with my friend. God damn it. We're just, this is going to be the longest podcast. So sorry. But like, I, I I was talking about my buddy who's, uh, who I live with, my buddy yeah. Jason. He's like, um, we're guys in our 30s now who have both like dodged the dad sure, bullet. Sure, yeah. And I love that it's a bullet. Keep going. Well, there is a thing of, we were, we were out. in of death, but that's fine. Well, we just were like laughing about the idea that like, well, my parents at my age, they have four of us already. Like when they were like 32. Oh, I, I talk about this all the time. Yeah. Yes. And, and that like the dad thing of like dads don't give a, ki- uh, a shit about things. They don't care what they dress like. Dad fashion. Which is on the same other end of it. It's also the weird thing of dad like if he, the second he puts an ounce into anything, it's like, what an amazing father. And oh, sure, you're like, yes. meanwhile, she's literally yes. like, I'm cutting and bleeding for you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 Potentially like, oh, dying. Oh, look at he's holding. You. And right. it does. It honestly also... Not not to like consistently put that in there, but it does such a weird like the second I saw Delwyn with like he held my niece as mm-hmm. a baby and he just like it was a natural thing for him. He didn't know I was watching. He was like kissing her forehead and it was like a natural like it literally like that whole like my uterus and all that mm-hmm. like it, it's a truth. It's a truth. Zlurched. It's a very Ooh. it's an honest thing that happens within yeah. you. As a, and that, once again, that's just that. procreation. That's just like that your body. Really that's that human have, innate I thing. Have, sovereign human beings with deep rich experiences of life and spirit because of the way their glutes look in 
some yoga pants have made me physically lurch. You yeah. know what I mean? No, I, it's, it really is. It's I used like to joke about it with like, my friend. Like, like, I'm gonna make a baby with like, him. Like literally like I punched myself in the dick feeling. Like just a yeah. feeling that you're just like, oh God. And there, it's never, so involuntary. It's insane. Sure. No, I it's, understand it's it. It's what you feel for Mike B. Jordan. It's what you feel for Delvin when he kisses the baby of man. Similar, very, very similar. It's what feeling. I feel for free market capitalism and yoga pants and butts. <laughs> no, but you know, I mean, that is fucking hilarious that it people is, just go like, it's such a oh, 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 so embarrassing that it is. people are just so embarrassing. What else um, you got in there in your question what chasm? What were you talking about before I shut the oh. <laughs> It doesn't fucking that matter. You're gonna be, no, that just you're going like, to be a 50 year old dad. Okay, yeah, moving yeah, on. Yeah, yes. With just terrible, chunky turquoise rings all over my hands. I'm going to be some kind of like Wait, weird I, healer. Did you lose your fashion when no, you no, became I'm a just, dad? I'm, just becoming, I'm becoming a cult leader. I'm going to become like a fucking psycho. No, I see you becoming a dad and then immediately getting into bandanas. Like really getting into I bandanas. I get into bandanas like right now. No problem. So this is what I'm saying. Um, oh, but oh, this is the thing I was supposed to say. That like my buddy and I we're not dads, but dadging, we entered the dad the phase dad. of life where you don't care what you fucking wear. You love dad yes. jokes, this dumb shit. That's also just an age thing. I think I that think happens it where it's just like it's not. It's less about a dad thing. It's right. more about the like nothing. None of this matters. The yeah. things I thought that did, none of it yeah. matters. It's so funny. Yeah. It's just funny to realize like, oh, I have like the the dad thing. Just oh, it's not about I, it's not about I being really, a dad. I'm just it's waiting like for up. someone to ding dong and be like, it's yours. Ding dong. It's never gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. The Good fact that you. it's never gonna happen, and I don't think it's happened. I really don't think so. I think uh, it sometimes makes me wonder I'm if so my upset shit works. That April you know what Fools I mean? has passed because this is so. This is something that I would hire out for. This is something that I would. I would have. On, I, I would hold auditions. It's true. It's true. You could. You could pick anybody too because there's phases in my life I that I would just be like. Yeah. Okay. This is what I'm saying. I don't know. I. That, this is why I like would hold auditions. Memories, Alzheimer's, there's things that aren't in your. I understand that desperately. I just think it's and now. I just kind of envision uh, the point is like the uterus. It's just like the in the Matrix, the weird pods full of goop and stuff like that. It's like, oh yeah, real impressive. You got a fucking egg pod in there. I, once again, if it were you, you'd be exhausting about it. I would. I'd be so fun to be exhausting. I just, about. I've never. That is a character. Though. Body. Yeah. It's just there's the life you don't know. Love. You just. We're all a chasm. Here's the thing. You just don't know, just until, don't it know until it happens. And I thought that I would always be you. thought. That would be you. Here's me. It would be you. I know. You know the it other would. thing is, they tell you. Yeah, I've just done yoga through the whole thing, and it's. I think it's actually honestly. Been it was actually really. It. it wasn't that hard of a pregnancy. It really wasn't. Did I eat rotisserie chickens over a sink? Absolutely. All the time. <laughs> the birth was so easy. People, honestly, you so scared I had for the it. Biggest orgasm of my life when I, I passed him. I did. I did. It was just like. When it finally released, I, one everything of my, released. One of my best friends just mm-hmm. gave birth about a, a month ago, legitimately. And she she's unreal as a human being. She's one of those people that I've always just admired in every way. She's a female firefighter. She I'm a female hotshot, which is like a different level of like Damn. badass bitch. She's cool. the one that like finds out what the highest time is and beats it by three seconds. Love it. She's like one of those women. And when she gave birth... Her husband lied to her and told her that it was too late for an epidural because she had wanted an epidural. And he lied because he was like, I know her. She'd be so pissed at herself if she didn't do this naturally. She'd be so pissed at herself if she didn't get come Crazy. this far yeah. and do it. She did it. And it's, she did it. And she, she was like squatting, do you know, or in water or something No, she like that? said she did. She absolutely got up. She absolutely was like, I have to get up. I have to like move. She said I, that, I that was that the actually, biggest it challenge. Really help, it actually well, helps that, though, apparently to walk around. There's a beautiful documentary See, about like, a, do. there's a beautiful documentary when about when you have a baby. I'm going to do it the way that we did it in the Garden of Eden, you know what I mean? I mean, I watched her 
literally squat into a bathtub and pull her child out she was so also a doula cool. so but it was cool. one of those moments where like as there was me and it was me and four other women yeah. and we watched her do it and it literally like there was a silence that took over and all of us just went <sighs> and she literally was just like yeah, yeah totally. and just like the guy who the guy who this child got stuck herself. in the rock and cut his own arm off yeah. don't give a fuck about that no pull a baby out of you yes that's what i want to see beautiful i want to see that movie if you, did, if you, if you movie. made a movie called if you made 127 hours and it was just just called birth. one person pulling a fucking baby yes. on themselves I love that. Also, it's something that like we don't see. It's not so nothing that visceral happens that often. Like you see, like we've seen the accused. There's been all kinds of rape scenes, but like where's the like aggressive birth Uh scene of like where you're fucking your perineum, your taint rips, staring down the bottom of the barrel of a ten pound kid coming out of you. Oh my god! I now want to make a very European movie. Yes, that's literally about a person. The first hour of the movie is them in the final stage of game birth when when they're alone and they pull the baby out. Sure, and they rip all their shit up and there's poop yeah. everywhere and then the second half of the movie is them like trying to wrap the baby up and then stitching up their shit again so they don't bleed out i mean it's very european Dude, also technically they always say that if you're doing it the right way of like of really honing your natural you tear more when yep. you're on an epidural you tear more sure. when it's not natural i feel the like body if, knows if you got uh just a, some some gorgeous actress to to do this you could win an, an academy award because people Margot love because that's, right. Yeah, that's if, right if you get somebody who's like oh wow she could be so hot if she wanted to be but she chose to be ugly people what are like if that, what a brave okay, choice hear me out. what if you, what if that was part of the job is like instead of like though those people gaining weight for the roles and all this for the role she got pregnant for the role oh my god that'll that'll get you a fucking oscar right god. there god like you know like man boyhood or whatever where it was like over 12 years you got to see it it's like what yeah. if this is it this yeah. is the nine month movie that you get to watch it's and just the called culmination is literally her miracle i mean that i hate that i know that's why it's so bad it would win a fucking oscar no, it's in a called heartbeat. birth it's called birth you're just gonna call it birth yes i thought because the miracle of birth is kind of the no joke. it's no? birth what about i ripped birth. my taint what if she doesn't rip? You're going to be about, so upset if she what about doesn't birth, rip. Or I rip my taint for you. I just don't know if it's going to have really Oscar bad. power. Right. I really right. just right. don't, right. I just don't think. That's the European version. Think about, but think about, you know, like we have to sell this thing. It can't, taint can't be in the title if we sell it. I think you're right. I think birth I is just, what, I think it'll just be birth. Just birth. Hey, everybody, I just thought of a great title. Okay. It's birth. Take, take your next question, ma'am. Fuck, dude. This is maniacal. Uh, all it right. Is we'll, we'll try to go quicker. Uh, something cheesy that actually inspires you. Oh, quotes. Like what? All, like, all those, like literally just uh, if you got one Blessed of them. are the cracked for they let the light in. That's great. Is what is one that, that one? I love. Uh, it's, it's supposedly Groucho Marx, but I've seen it akin to a lot of different people. But I think Groucho Marx is the one that originated it. And it's blessed are the cracked for they let the light in. I love in. that one. Um, comparison is the thief of joy. I, I mean, you know, I love... That, you know that, that one? I saw it as a meme, but it's like that Japanese pottery one they say. Is yes, like they but they the fill the cracks, the cracks with, with gold. gold. Yes. Good stuff, man. No, I, I, it's cheesy. All, all those cat hanging posters, love them. They inspire me on a constant level. I love it. It's cheesy. I wrote a, and I I wrote a lyric it. for the fourth door. That was like uh, such a funny thing. Such a funny thing. The way we keep our hearts unbroken when that's the only way to see what, what's inside. You know, it's true. Yeah. Something like that. You know, absolutely. Like You're there's, right. a, that's there's a great another one. quote of like sometimes, um, sometimes God, sometimes God calms the storm. Sometimes God, God calms the child and lets the storm rage on. And oh, it's really, really beautiful. Good. That's really. It's a really. Weird. That's one that always. That it's like sometimes God calms the storm that goes on in your life, or sometimes He calms you and lets the storm rage on. It's really good. Beautiful things like that. Cheesy quotes like that. Can't get enough of them. I thought like those them. are really good ones. I fucking like those too a lot. Yeah. Just okay. Saying. 
Okay, this one's uh, my goth question. What's something Great. really dark about you? Oof. I, you sent me these to not throw me off, and I kept thinking about this one all day. I don't know if I... Not that I don't know. I mean, like, what? I, I don't know. I I think porn's fascinating, but not in a sexual way. That's something really in dark about way? me. I don't know, just in, like, a human behavior way. What kind of a dark way? Fascinates me. Why do you think um, it's dark? Isn't it dark because it's just sex cause stuff? Because it's sex stuff. I don't know, but I don't know. I don't know if I have... My darkness usually comes with with my cynicism towards well, people. Let's talk about the porn thing a little bit more. Oh, okay, sure. Well, I want to know because well, I think that's really funny what you said. You know, just being real, I feel like people I say I think it it just fascinates me when they because it's not polite to say like oh yeah and it's okay on every that, level of like you know it like it literally is like certain things fascinate me sexually that like I don't aren't attached to me at all like two men I think is like yeah, totally hot and I'm like that's I don't. But it doesn't attach to me at all. Like, not, there's no, I don't have. A I think I've heard that. This. I think I've heard often that people say that, and it's because they. It's because, because I because don't. There's no power dynamic. Because there's no power. That's yeah, yeah. And, and also like. Or there's, same, not, there's same not with an two women, but there's no. But there's no. It doesn't. You're not thinking translate. like how they end up there, no. and, and what's. I'm the, not thinking of how I would be in that position or anything. I, that's there's. You're no, just seeing two people. Two people fucking being having in pleasure. Yeah, that's yeah. There's that my darkness. Well, that's not really dark. No, not at all. It is to society. Some some people would say no. growing up in certain yeah oh course. yeah well people would say that yes, but they'd of be course. wrong of course sure but I'd I mean if you're wrong. gonna say but also I don't know like anything else I don't like have never killed a man I've never yeah I don't mean, I guess I don't mean like secrets I think that is along the line secrets it's just secrets. I, yeah I don't you want secrets I've never performed any bestiality well anything. that's what I think I. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is really funny if anybody does interpret this what and just comes out and is like immediately are just like uh, well I killed a dog a once just because it was like you know just want to see what happens fascinates see something me hurt. fascinates me you're gonna get you're gonna have to deal with it at well, some point maybe depending on who maybe. you interview Okay. I love the idea of just throwing someone's like name Paul under the bus and here. being like this person's gonna have real problems with that Oof. yeah I do think like there are a lot of fucking psychos in this industry, absolutely. Yeah. Would they actually tell you? No, that's no. going to be PC about it. Mostly, but no. mostly they'd be good about it. Yeah. One but day. again, I would. I think I would tell you, and I just don't know if I have anything. Uh, with that no, dark. I don't think you do. I mean, not like that. I think it's it's more like I'll figure it out and I'll like text you it because we're not You'll supposed to, do, to like, talk a about. You know what thing. I mean? There's just some things we're not like that. Is one of them. But I think yeah. you know. It's and it's funny to see how things get more casual. Like people like people now will be like, oh yeah, everybody looks at porn. You know, but they don't like to talk. About uh, it. Another thing is like. Uh, I guess it's kind of dark, but not really. Uh, I I don't mind watching like kids fall, <laughs> like fail videos of kids really dipping it. So fucking God, funny, they get man. me good. They get me so good. There, there is like a, and like I think people genuinely get hurt sometimes, and I'm always like, ooh, know, and like I, I feel know. bad a little bit about that, but like. I really do. I laugh real hard. I do hard think about in some like of those compilations, uh, yeah. some of those fucking co- the long, co- you know, fifteen minute compilations, oh, yeah. you'll be someone going. Died. It's someone, really yeah. It's really fucked up that dead. you're going on. Someone's like, life oh, is viciously oh, changed, and then all of a sudden and one is like, oh, oh god, scorpion. I don't know about his, that. <laughs> his neck is done. He's he can't walk anymore. Like he's I mean, changed as a person. I was just I was just like telling myself, ah, people are incredibly resilient. <laughs> But I truthfully like kids like when they like kids on a rope swing that never make it to the river. 
To me, really I think, I really think a lot of that stuff really is just like it's because it's like an outward representation of our own experience. Yes. Like, did you ever see the, the one of the um the like baby like an infant like going down a slide and their head just goes bunk 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 on the left yes. of the slide? I think it's because we all go like, oh, I'm that fucking baby. I'm that baby. Always. I wake I really up in the morning. Like, and you're just like bunk 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 bunk. I'm just like, good job, genius. <laughs> <laughs> It's such a place yeah, like the kid is stupid. Like he's two years old. You're like you're so fucking dumb. Or just that kid that like is walking on the log and then like falls and hits his crotch. And I'm, I mean, I don't know why, but it really. Did you see that does one it. on Twitter? It's like pretty pretty recent of the of the little kid. He's like pouring himself a glass of juice and yes. then he spills it. He just spills it. He's like, and then he's like, he's like, I have to clean this up. And then he walks back, and the, the the way he just like falls, he like slips, perfect like vaudeville like slip. A Cartoon. Yeah, he goes, and he just the way he gets up and just goes, I have to clean that up. Oh it's like goodness. we are all that fucking kid. That's why it's like the best meme because it's like when you come home super drunk and you're like, oopsie doozy. Here I, I have am. to clean this up. <laughs> Oh my fucking yes. Oh my god We're doing this For a long time Okay um, <laughs> I told you It's you're gonna so have good to tell, This is gonna be A special one You're gonna have to release dude, For like If you want no, four hours No I'm not editing hours. Any of this shit dude Okay You're doing it Joe Rogan does it all the time Joe Rogan <laughs> <laughs> um, He's who I look to For all of my <laughs> Cues This guy doesn't want To be a dad But uh, he wants to be Joe Rogan <laughs> Yeah I saw the funniest Fucking thing That was like this. It was like a tweet That was like About the ideal age To try drugs And like one of them Was like so funny was like trying drugs at 30 you turn into Joe Rogan or something like that yeah. you know and, and it, it concluded I think that they felt like 15 was the best or no 20 I think 20 was the best time I'm, I don't know my time I don't have passed. an opinion on it I'm not getting into it my I time think, is best eh, lay, lay off on your fucking brain for a little bit yeah, you know don't bit. hit it too hard don't before it develops those all right? eggs. you gotta cook them gently <laughs> <laughs> Low and slow, baby. Come Low on, you're gonna scramble slow. some fucking eggs. You gotta be gentle oh, with that heat. You gotta, you gotta move it around. Take the pan off the heat yeah. every hey, now and then. I'm not gonna lie, crispy egg. It's nice now and again. Sure, you know what I mean? But you like a little crunch on the edges there. And some people will like the crunch on the edges no, of you. You gotta you go low and slow. Hard fry. Don't hammer them. <laughs> hard fry. That's like this is your brain on drugs. Looks delicious <laughs> for the record. I'm having a great time, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? Uh, we're almost there. Okay. We're almost there. So it's six quick cues. What's something you <laughs> thought was cool when you were younger, but is clearly now not cool at all? That's difficult. Oh, I mean, it's not, it's not crazy. It doesn't have um, to be. I, I think I was very dramatic and hyperbolic when I was younger. I think I was very like thespian when I was younger. Oh, I was the most hyperbolic. I was the most hyperbolic. I was, hyperbolic. No one was I was the most like, oh. no one understands. No, I was. Everyone is, you know. Absolutely everything, just the most. That is like something that like I think of now because I, you know, because I have like a niece and she's like six and she talks so intensely and I'm always like, ugh, no. But, <laughs> but I think I, I'm always, I tell my parents constantly how grateful I am that they like didn't murder me in those times. Because Hell I was yeah. always slamming doors. I was always just like, no one understands me. I thought, I thought me. slamming doors, I, th- I immediately just thought you were going to say I was slamming them. Like yeah, you were no, like, just kind like, of like, constantly like, dunking on just your Just really bringing fan. them down. No, but like I was the person of like, you know, like getting up at a dinner and just slamming a oh, door yeah. for no reason. Just emo as fuck. Emo as fuck. Yeah, that's good. 
So that's something I thought at the time was like Hell me yeah. feeling all the emotions. And really, in, in retrospect, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Thank you so much for yeah, that. You were like, I was so passionate. Just thank I was you just so a- much for not being <sighs> an asshole to me and like letting mm-hmm. me feel my feelings. And like, you know, like you know, just, you know, like my mom would always be like, this is valid because you feel it. Mm-hmm. But I just oh, want to. Wow. What you a know. good fucking mom. Oh, yeah. She's fantastic in that Validation. Way. Fantastic. This is valid because you feel this way. But I just want to challenge you a little bit to just maybe, maybe it's not that big of a deal that we're just going to have fish tonight. <laughs> like, You're maybe, the best mom. You just painted maybe, like that is just it was really she was treasure. very good about it. And then she'd have her moments of like that. I don't care. Kids are building bricks in India. Moving on. We're moving on. Great. Shut up. Good mom. Moving on. You know, like absolutely not. She'd lock the child, lock the door and be like, shut <laughs> up, moving on. And you'd be like, okay, great. You know, but there was so many times where like, she would just be like, okay. And I hear you, you know, that kind of a mother. Fucking good mommy. Good mommy. Good mommy. Good daddy. Good mommy. You good know, stuff. They're good, I good people. I was so worried. I would be overwhelmed by just exhaustion when I had a baby. Sure. I'd be so tired. Mm, so, I'm transformed. And then it was here and I'm, I'm. The patience never I, ends. I do love it's my well my favorite of people love. of in my life are like my friend Tessa is a, a phenomenal mother of three children. She's a fantastic mother. And I love her so much because she's so violently candid about it. Where she's just like, <sighs> he thinks so he's cool. funny. He's not funny. Oh, <laughs> like, that's so she's good. She's so good. She won't ever. She would never that's say so to his good. face. But she's so, so honest and so brilliant about it. It makes me so happy. I love that. Because she's the, the first are, person to be people. like, oh, yeah, she's like the first person to just be like, Ugh, like he's such a perv and I know he's a perv. He's going to grow up to be such a perv. Yeah. She's like, I'm trying my best to make him not a perv. And he's just going to be a perv. Good luck, mom. Like, like literally, she will be like, she'll be, ah, he's just going to be a perv. I just yeah. know it. I just know that he's going to just be a perv. And I'm yeah. like, good for you. She's like, mm-hmm. I'm working, I'm working really hard to, to make him know that consent is a real big deal into this. But I think he's just going to be a horny pervert mm-hmm. for most of his life. He's just going to be slopping that hog around. <laughs> she knows it. She does. And she's so transparent. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things about her. Uh, all, right. Uh, all right. Well, okay. What's the Six last gorgeous thing you saw? Ooh. Uh, Iceland. Oh, just that's a good fucking answer. Just a whole Iceland. fucking country. It was a whole. Every, every turn was the most breathtaking thing I've ever seen. Also, I love being challenged in my ocular uh, way of of life of like not seeing things I've never seen before, oh, sunsets yeah. I've never seen before, things, and it really was one of those where because it was it was so snowy, it was so you know beautiful and such a diffused light because of the cloud cover constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, it really was like I haven't seen things that beautiful in a very long time. I felt like I was otherworldly. I felt like I was on a different planet. Yeah, and it was like there's you know black sand beach and all these different things, and it's just it just the people are kind everyone's kind and it just is very um very ethereal really yeah. truthfully it was very just like i really felt like i was on a different planet time was slower this was different oh, because it did challenge things about me a lot too of like i was tired because of jet lag and because there's only like five hours of daylight and all these different little things yeah that genuinely challenged me that i think that that was a real i, I want to go there my friend just went i think to copenhagen yeah. And just, uh, I, I have no sense in my head of like the Nordic, country, like what they you, are. You but would, I know that I want to go think see some d- of them. Also, I, I think you would really thrive there. Like Del and I literally left there. It was the first place I've left in a very long time that I, I miss. Mm. I miss hard. And it's weird to only be there a certain amount of time and to miss a place. Yeah. Uh, I miss it hard. And also like, so cool, we though. were there and we're like, oh, I could live here. Like Fuck, I could give awesome. up everything and live here. I could just, ch- just throw everything behind me and, and live there. The rules. And like live in break bake bread and make children and 
and like grow earth things and have horses and yeah. live. I could do it. Not a problem. Dude. Okay. Iceland. Put it on Iceland. my list. That's the last gorgeous thing uh, I've oh, seen. Then the last of the six quick cues is, uh, do you think farts are funny? <laughs> yeah, big time. That answers that farts are answer. tremendous. I think, one, I think the placement of them is so key. Um, oh, two, yeah. I, I think most farts are funny, like from a big, from a big tuba fart to like a, those, like I, love. I think those are the ones that people find the funniest. No, cause Delman, Delman toots every single morning, every single Amazing. morning he rips a fart and it makes me laugh most mornings <laughs> because it's just like such a good morning brap, you know, and it's his, just his little body figuring <laughs> yeah. out how to wake up. Yeah. It's just his body figuring it, but it makes All me laugh little every single time because his also sounds like someone is like doing a like, blah, blah, oh. blah. like it's like such a butt bump that's that tremendous. It, ma- it makes me laugh so hard. I also think it's such a, I love sneak farts. Like I love laugh farts. I think <sighs> those are my favorite is when it like, when people don't expect it. And like, and you just like <laughs> when they think they're gonna get away with just letting out a quiet one, they're like, no, nope, yeah, yeah. oh no, or like when they have to address it when you see the shame of someone that's like, I tooted, and you're like, <laughs> when they were like trying to get yeah, away with the like yeah, oh, cocking, yeah. of the cocking of the hip, cocking of the hip, and then or, and you turned at the right like the moment. Cough, like a, <coughs> I do that all the time. No. I do. I don't know how many times <laughs> in my life I've had the bow bit where I, I'm shifting right as somebody makes eye contact with me, and I go, I farted. <laughs> My, one of my favorite people on this planet, his name is Jimmy Fowley, and I think he's so tremendous. <laughs> he can like just fart on command, and he would do it constantly in improv shows where he would have <laughs> a really big dramatic moment where he'd be like, look, I have to tell you all something, and then he would just rip one, and that was my favorite thing to watch half the audience be like, uh, 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 not okay, and to watch half the audience just like immediately laugh, because it's such a funny thing, but like, you would watch it do- go down the line of like people just being like, because uh, you would just be like, I have to tell you all something, and he would like always cock his little butt and be like, and like, <laughs> the one that I remember the most is that it was a dramatic uh, book club scene and he literally was like, listen, guys, I'm going to be honest here. And he farted <laughs> and it was way longer than it should have been. And it was like, I'm going to be honest here. <laughs> so like everyone broke. We all died. Uh, it was the blackout. It was just one of those things. And it's. It, like I've never not seen it just crush. Like never has the entire audience been like, not okay. <laughs> like there, yeah. everyone's like, there's more than fifty one percent are always like, <laughs> you yeah. farted. It's great. Fuck, that's I think good. they're fantastic. That's a good ass fucking answer. I really okay, do. we're almost there. Oh. Okay, those are the six quick cues. This is a wrap up. Uh, <laughs> I, I know it's six quick cues. It's actually kind of eight cues, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> You got a self-care that you'd sure. like to share or Reese, any uh, self-care that you recommend people try out? Ooh, actually, I I am because I just recently got into it because I've had bouts of insomnia because life hits hard and uh, my brain goes at 900 miles per hour. Um, so my sister taught me this a long time ago and then I denied it for a very long time because I just, you forget things sometimes that work for you. Um, when you're going to bed at night, mm. you sit on yourself on a little cloud and you take all the problems of your day. Oh, like envisioning. Like envisioning, yeah. It's envisioning. Take all the little problems of your day and you put them in like a little box and you like write that thing on the front and it's like, okay, rent. Rent is stressful because whatever. Put it in a little box. A little cloud comes up to you. You place that little box on a cloud and you'll send that little cloud away. And then starting to do that more and more. And you really, the focus of myself has been 
uh, to try and not unpack whatever's in that box to try and not mm-hmm. be like, why is that stressful? Oh my God. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, well, I do have to email this person back. And oh my God. Oh yeah. But like mm-hmm. to literally just be like emails, pop it in a box, so send it away. This, and it has helped me so much. It really, really like so I got right back into it and it really has helped me in that sense. When so I, uh, somebody when a meditation, like learning thing a long time ago, someone told me like about thoughts. They said, uh, thoughts that like come in your head when you're meditating or yeah. clear your mind. They said they're, um, they're like horses, like uh, just don't ride them. Just don't, yeah. They're like let them run, Beautiful. ride. They can ride through your head. Oh, I love that. Just don't hop on. Bye. Which is like yeah. the 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 thing they said was like, yeah, because a thought leads to another thought leads yes, to another thought because it, it does it does it like and then you're like lost in whatever right. sea that is. And if you and just so, observe it, the first thought yeah. you're like, oh, that's a thing. I'm it's thinking. just like oh, okay, so it's not just about emailing blank or this and then this email and oh my god, responding to this email and oh my god, I got to re-email that person back and it's like oh, just take all yeah. the emails, put them in a box, send that little card. The visual, the box is so good. The box it's really is good. Fun. And like really like seeing it, and then you can even do the like the visualization of like you now sit there on your cloud and see all of your little boxes out in the chasm, mm. you know, of whatever the sky is and whatever, and just yeah keep unpacking because it also does make a weird awareness to me of like what actually is a problem and what isn't a problem right like what is stressing me out and what what truly is keeping me up at night yeah. and what isn't so that's something okay the last the very this is actually the last thing i have a i came up in the dark a dark period of my life i came up with this don't kill yourself list which yeah. was uh i was like things and i, I was to you know remind me that it's cool sure. to be alive it's good it. there's good things here this is great uh and the, i started with uh coffee sandwiches and lavender soap that's like always whenever oh, i that's nice. have to start thinking of things again i always start with those three and then just start yeah. listing is like it's vaguely a gratitude practice, but no, a little more great. desperate. Yeah. Like, don't kill yourself. This Coffee, is why. Coffee, sandwiches. So I would like you to add something to the don't kill yourself list. Dogs. Great. That's fucking perfect. Dogs. Yeah. Dogs. True love, inherent love, and dogs. Those fucking tongues. Those just fucking tongues. Out. Just Dokes. little sinewy naked bodies. Just little <laughs> baby bodies laying They're always next naked. To you. They are always naked. Weasel is truly naked because he has no fur on his tummy. <laughs> and it just, it's the best thing in the world. And it's just, just I this constant, you. like, yeah. Hi. Frankenstein every morning wakes up and literally comes and lays her little face next to mine. And just like looks at me with the most adoration any hum- any any being can look at you with. Yeah. And I'm like, dogs, man. Dogs yeah. are a reason to be alive. Fully. Fully, fully, fully. I, the only level of success that I want to get to in my life is one in which I can open a rescue farm that's all i want is just to be wealthy enough to open a gigantic rescue farm that's all dogs that's it lavender soap we're gonna end on dogs yay all right thank you thank you the for fucking having rule. me thank you. That, was that, was, that was that was i was so i'm so delighted uh do you want to tell people anything check out the fucking valley folk yeah, obviously check out the valley folk. if you don't uh already support that fucking patreon get over there it's a great one follow everybody hilarious we're, doing, I actually love we're it. making money moves uh, i love everybody involved in that project i know me too i really do I, it's it's a group of four of my it's favorite crazy. people and it makes me really happy when you guys first announced that i was like that's thrilling yeah. it's truly it's, it's truly it's some of my favorite people on this earth and that i think that that's why it'll be a wonderful thing to do is yeah that we all genuinely love each other and care for each other. It's real nice. You see it. It's like, it, I don't know. The, it, that feels like good at work in the universe. Friendship. Friendship. It's Friendship. great. Friendship. All right. Dogs. Killer. Okay, bye. Bye. Oh, boy. Yeah, love those abrupt endings. Uh, thank you so much for listening to My Good Bad Brain again this week. Uh, if you dug this, uh, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash mygoodbadbrain. Uh, there's uh, some little rewards and stuff there, different tiers, including... 
more of me. I'm going to go do a little, uh, some thoughts I have about different causes of depression and things I've been thinking about this week uh, related to inflammation and other bodily bodily causes. And um, what else? Oh, I'm going to talk a little bit more about uh, about uh, a thing that came up last week with a, with a listener um, about uh, privilege language and, and words like uh, related to uh, uh, the word tribal, tribal and tribe and things like that. Uh, I'm doing clumsy about it, but well, that's me. I'm clumsy. So uh, if you're interested in more, more after all of that, uh, check us out. And uh, also reviews make a huge difference. Please, if you dug this, consider leaving a, a, a review on the iTunes page. Yeah, I think that's it. See you guys next week. You're amazing. Thank you. Bye.